This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. It is Friday. It is also April 16th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, at least eight people were killed after a gunman opened fire at a FedEx facility in Indianapolis late Thursday before also killing himself, police said. Multiple other people were transported to the hospital with injuries. The shooting was reported at the FedEx facility shortly after 11 p.m. and officers arrived to an active shooter incident. The gunman also killed himself at the scene. A search found eight other people dead of gunshot wounds. It's too early to tell, uh, authorities say it's too early to tell if the shooter was an employee at the facility and what the motive was. Police knew of at least four people transported to hospitals by ambulance, one in critical condition. Uh, three others were transported with, uh, transported with various other injuries, but there were also people who went or were taken privately to hospitals. Police said no law enforcement uh, were hurt. There have been several mass shootings in the United States in recent weeks, including on April 8th, uh, shooting at a cabinet company facility in Bryan, Texas that left one person dead and five others wounded. Last week, President Joe Biden announced a series of executive actions aimed at tackling what he called a national epidemic. Gun violence in this country is an epidemic and it is an international embarrassment, Biden said at the time. His his proposals, which are likely to face legal hurdles, are aimed at reducing mass shooting, suicides, and domestic violence. The Gun Violence Archive, a nonprofit group that tracks gun violence in the United States, found that more than 19,000 people died in gun homicides last year. This was the highest yearly figure in more than two decades, up by nearly 25% in 2019. A Camden County, New Jersey man has been indicted for allegedly trying to have a 14-year-old killed. The Atlantic County Prosecutor's <laughs> Office said 31-year-old uh, John Muspa, who most recently lived in Haddonfield, New Jersey, allegedly paid $20,000 in Bitcoin to target the teen. Invest- to have a 14-year-old killed? A 14-year-old. But listen, listen, listen to the story. Investigators said in 2015 Musbaugh was exchanging pornographic videos and pictures with the victim who was 13 years old at the time. Authorities arrested Musbaugh back in 2016 for that and he pleaded guilty. According to court documents, the victim's parents were the ones that found the messages uh, that he exchanged in an online chat room and they notified police. A year later, court documents show some some messages allegedly arranged on a murder-for-hire website. Musbaugh is accused of asking if a 14-year-old was too young to target when the person on the other end responded that the age was not a problem, the amount was paid. Wow. Muspa was charged. Well, what's the legal age for contract killings? Right. I just want to make sure. <laughs> is that too young? Mus- what is it in Pennsylvania? So he was charged by indictment with one count of murder for hire and will be scheduled for an arraignment at a later date. And they're saying it's still under investigation. Crazy. The CEO of pharmaceutical giant Pfizer said during a televised interview Thursday that people will likely need a third dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. CEO Albert Burla told CNBC that the shot would need to be administered within 12 months of getting fully vaccinated and that possibly every year. Earlier this month, Pfizer announced the clinical trials found its vaccine continued to be effective against COVID-19 up to six months later. In January, Pfizer announced that while its current vaccine showed no significant impairments in testing against both the UK and the South Africa variants. The company was working to tweak its current vaccine recipe and is preparing to create its own second generation vaccine. Experts have said it's likely that the novel coronavirus may never go away, but may instead turn into a seasonal annoyance like the flu, requiring regular inoculations to protect people from future outbreaks. In an April 6th interview, 
on Fox TV stations. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease expert, said research is still ongoing to determine the effectiveness of current vaccines against new variants. He explained that it's difficult to compare the two vaccines because the efficacy of the COVID-19 vaccines is substantially greater than even the best of the influenza. And one's made with margarine and the other one is regular butter. (laughs) (laughs) But you really can't taste the difference. I don't think you can. Don't you remember when that was our problem? Like when we were trying to get people not to eat margarine? Now we got this. I'd rather go back to the butter situation. The great times of butter. All right. In sports this morning. The Flyers beat the Penguins in an overtime shootout last night in Pittsburgh. They did it! They sure did. Sean Couturier scored the clinching shootout goal, and Claude Giroux also scored in the extra session. After Sidney Crosby gave the Penguins a lead in the second period, Jake Voracek tied, uh, tied it. With a minute 24 into the third, Carter Hart made 31 saves and then stopped two of three in the shootout to earn the win. The Flyers are back at home tomorrow afternoon the game against the Washington Capitals, and the puck drops at 12.30. The Phillies and the Mets had their game in Queens postponed yesterday afternoon because of rain. It will be rescheduled as the... No, no, they didn't. They no, actually nothing did happened. nothing. No, they postponed it. Yeah, okay. Oh, they postponed it. They postponed it. <laughs> it will be rescheduled as the first game of a single admission doubleheader on June 25th. Tonight, the Phillies are back home as they open up a weekend series against the St. Louis Cardinals. Carlos uh, Martinez will pitch for the Cards, and Zach Eflin will get the start for the Phils. The first pitch is scheduled for 7.05. And the Sixers will look to win their fourth straight game and stay on top of the standings in the Eastern Conference when they host the L.A. Clippers tonight in South Philly. The Sixers are 38-17, and 17, while the Clippers are 39-18 and 18, and in third place in the West. Tip-off tonight is at 7 o'clock, and that's what I have for you this morning. How about it, gang? It's Friday morning. Hey! It's the weekend. It's a uh, lot. A lot of beautiful stuff going on, and we have a lineup. Today we have money. We got uh, the money clip uh, contest as that goes on. 8 and 10 a.m., your chances to win. Uh, also, I want to reiterate the announcement we made yesterday yes. because it wasn't until the 8 o'clock hour or close to the 8 o'clock hour. Um, so we have announced a save the date for the Preston and Steve blood drive, and that date will be Friday, June 18th. So if you could jot that down, that'd be great because... This will allow you to donate ahead of time if you are a regular donor, an active donor. That'd be great. And your chance to donate before hours so we can get in, you know, as many donations as possible for the Red Cross is next Thursday, this coming Thursday. Okay, so April 22nd, that's the deadline. You need to uh, donate before or by Thursday, April 22nd, and then you can be eligible to donate for our blood drive June 18th. We don't have the locations, uh, the info on locations just yet. That's coming down the road. We will let you know when that is up and running, but we just want to make sure that you have it in your calendar. Friday, June 18th, the Preston and Steve Blood Drive is coming up. We're going to do multiple locations again this year. It worked out great last year uh, with it, you know, Spreading it out in different locations allowed us to get more people as opposed to, you know, we can't have as many people in one location right, because right, of restrictions right. and, and social distancing and all that stuff. So that's coming up soon. We have a couple of guests on the show. Comedian John Doerr is going to be at Helium Comedy Club, and we'll talk to John in the 9 o'clock hour. And also, yesterday I noticed on BuzzFeed there was an article that featured an old friend of ours. She's a sexologist, yes. Dr. Jill McDevitt who uh, used to have a shop in the Westchester area. She now lives on the West Coast. Yeah. But she was, I saw a picture of her, and I'm like, 
Hey. We know her. I haven't seen her in a while. So uh, we're going to get her on this morning. Yeah, I, I remember we talked to you yesterday about how many times they tried to kick her ass out of Westchester. Yes. She had like a, <laughs> a, a storefront and they uh, she was just, she was naughty. Yeah, and she's, but she's, she's really cool. And, yes. and she just, she speaks very frankly about sex and how it affects our lives and, all, and, the, and the nuts and bolts of it all. And uh, so we're going to talk to her later on in the nine o'clock hour. So we're looking forward to catching up with Dr. Jill later on this morning. And whatever we have, as far as giveaways today, we give them away. Maybe nice. Give everything away. We'll make sure you have a chance to win some goodies. How early do you want to start? I can start right now. If you oh! All right. How about this? Uh, I have a chance for you to win Barb and Star prize pack, including a Blu-ray combo pack of the film. And we'll take caller number 11 at 215-263-WMMR. Uh, it's from the gals who brought you Bridesmaids, co-stars and co-writers Kristen Wiig and Annie Mamulo. Uh, it's Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. So we'll give you that. All right. It's available now. All right. So 215-263-WMMR and you will be good to go. So we'll give away stuff like that throughout the whole morning. Let's take a break and come back. I have a giant stack of entertainment stories. Big stuff. That are ready for you. And a stupid question with some more things to win when we get back. Stay there. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com. And an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit AcmeMarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's see how well-versed in trivia you are. We have a stupid question, a pair of tickets to see uh, Steve Trevino at Punchline tonight, by the way. No, May 14th. No! What the hell am I talking about? Why am I stuck on this? I don't know. Everything in entertainment is happening tonight. Yeah, I don't May, think you've taken your items, Preston. I May think that's 14th. What your problem is. I need to do that. All right, yeah. here's a question for you. Back in the day, when you wanted to fill up your car, you were asked if you wanted regular or what? Uh-huh. This oh, is yeah. an old school question. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Back in the day, when you wanted to fill up your car, you were asked if you wanted regular or what? I wonder if even Marissa would remember that. Would you know the answer to that? I yeah. go back even further, pressing the question would be, what kind of horse is that? <laughs> yeah, what kind of horse is that? All right, so we'll go through some birthdays while we are awaiting your answer. Marissa is writing down her answer. It seems like she definitively knows. Yeah, you got it yeah. right. What's she right? Hey. She wrote the right answer. All right, so. She wrote Pringle Cam Party tonight. Today is Friday, April 16th. We have a bunch of birthdays. We'll start Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Hall of Fame NBA center. Uh, celebrating his 74th birthday today. And he was a force to be reckoned with. He was a pilot, too, for us. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was a co-pilot. Co-pilot, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, he was great in airplane. He was excellent. He was surprisingly was excellent. Wonderful. <laughs> he grabs the kid by the shirt. <laughs> Hell, I don't. <laughs> you try dragging Lambier up and down the court. <laughs> Tell your old man to do that. Uh, Ellen Barkin, the actress. Oh, I like her. Is uh, 67 today. Uh, Certifiably insane, but a really great actress. Uh, what's what's the level of her insanity? You always reference that. She's like, she's out. Remember, she was out on the street screaming at people. They have footage of her going nuts. Yeah. And uh, there's a couple of those things. Uh, she's 
She's actually really wealthy. She's married some dude and then divorced him. Oh, what the Perlman? Yes, yeah. yeah. Is she um? Is she like a hot crazy Steve? Like is she I one of those? She is. Kind of got yeah. away with it her whole life. By the way, and, she was she married is. to Ron Perlman. Different. Uh, no, no, different. Not Hellboy. The uh, okay. uh, uh, the wealthy Rhea uh, yeah, Perlman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rhea Perlman. What about uh, Gabriel Byrne? It says here as well. Yes, she's yeah. married to. Wow. Okay. Right. She's sixty-seven today. Uh, John Cryer uh, for movies like Pretty in Pink. Uh, of course, two and a half men. The show and a menacing Lex Luthor on uh, in the DC series that are on now. He is fifty six today. Martin Lawrence, Martin, Martin, and do the right thing. And uh, Martin, obviously, Big Mama's house, bunch of stuff. He's uh, celebrating. This show his- was funny. <laughs> What's that? This show was funny. Yeah, he's uh, fifty six today. Benedict the sixteenth, former Pope. Hmm. Born Joseph Ratzinger yeah. in Germany, celebrates his 94th birthday. He was today. a quick turnaround. Yeah, you don't hear the term former pope. No, like, he's re- ever. Yeah. yeah. Ever. He, he was a filler pope. Uh, yeah. And so he's uh, 94 years old today. And I wonder loving what, life. I wonder what privileges you still get as a former pope. I, I think mean, you get you to know. use the Vatican pool. I okay. know that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, my kids were telling me, or one of my kids was telling me that uh, years and years ago, it might have been back in the 1300s, there was a pope, uh, but the world was like, no, the pope needs to be Roman. So then they ended up having like two popes. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's uh, a classic story. Like, yeah. Why did I even know about this? And then what they did is they, they actually had potato sack race to determine who would be the pope. I think they should have opened up a restaurant called Pope and Pope. Hope. Yeah, 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 yeah. It has yeah. a nice little ring to it. Uh, he's 94. Bobby Vinton, the singer who got who brought us Blue Velvet, <laughs> is 86. Uh, Peter Billingsley. Hey. Oh, wow. Ralphie from A Christmas Story. And he is 50 years old. Oh, my old. God. Okay. References a few times, but uh, he was at the Cape Canaveral when the Challenger disaster happened. And if there's a, yeah. there's a series on Netflix about the Challenger disaster. It's fascinating six-part series and they interview and spend a lot of time with peter billingsley because he was like the head of the child commission Correct. to nasa back then it was really amazing and yeah. it was because he had some celebrity because of a, a christmas story and i didn't even realize it that he is in uh spider-man yes. Far from home oh, yeah. as well as the iron man movies i was like he wasn't in iron man they, they that that was superimposed. That was superimposed yeah, afterwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, You're they, talking about in Spider Man. Correct. Yeah. Okay. When they when they go back and flash back to Iron Man, they redid those scenes. Okay. I I only saw Far From Home one time. What, who was was he a major character? Or? He's the scientist that um, Jeff Bridges yells at, like Tony Stark built this suit out of like a oh, fork wait. and toothpicks. Wait, that was in. Iron Man, oh, say, but a flashback. But there was a flashback, okay. so he was one of the they scientists behind the tech right. that uh, Mysterio was using. All right. He built this in a cave with a bunch of scraps. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, David Perner, or Pierner, uh, Soul Asylum, lead singer. Always, uh, always enjoyed that band. 57, yep. Somebody to Shove is a great yeah, yeah. song. They, they had several great songs. Jimmy Osmond, Steve. Oh, my God. The youngest, youngest. of the Osmonds. And the most bucktoothiest. Oh, yeah. And the youngest <laughs> of the Osmonds is 58. Today. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they brought him on right at the end of the Osmonds' reign. Then you have uh, Lucas Haas. Yes. Uh, who's in movies like Inception and The Revenant. But let's not forget, he played Samuel, the little kid, in Witness. And he was great. Yeah. He's uh, 45 today. In fact, his, he has one of the key scenes in the uh, in the 30th Street Station when the murders took place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was very important in that. He identified yeah. um, or Glover, uh, Roger Glover. Dan- not Roger Danny Glover. Glover. Danny, Danny Glover. Glover, thank you. Points at him. Uh, that's right. He is, how old did I say he was? He's uh, 45. Uh, Claire Foy. Uh, she's great. Yeah. 
Queen Elizabeth in uh, The Crown, first two seasons. She's excellent in it. Uh, excellent. So we're rewatching the series because my wife had not seen it and uh, from the beginning. And uh, I love those beginning years. It's just fascinating, especially with the death of uh, Prince Philip. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, very informative. I still haven't. And I've tried... Like a number of times I've put it on. Watch I, it? But not like that I don't like it. It's just like something happens. And, oh, and I know okay. it's something that I need to. Like your cat attacks you. Pay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I get visually attacked by stupid little 12 pound cat. What drew me in at first were the sets. Uh, and and the fact, I'm like, how are they not in the actual. These, right. The, the sets that they did up, they look spot on yeah, yeah, to yeah. the actual locations where, you know, these people grew up and, and lived. It's it's wild. And then I, then I started getting caught up in the story. Right, it's which is fascinating. So she's 37 in the last birthday. Uh, very beautiful, talented woman who has been here in our studio. Anya Taylor-Joy is 25 years old today. And uh, the Queen's Gambit was a huge breakout for her. I think she would remember us, right? We hooked her up with a single soundtrack. No, Nick, no, no. It was uh, something else. Almost Famous. Almost Famous. Yeah. That's a, yeah, yeah. yeah we, uh, Nick had it, and she had been looking for it. And Nick had burned a copy, and we went and gave it to her. And I think that she would absolutely remember that. She had that. a good time here. She I, did. I hate when we have somebody in, and then I watch the show afterwards. I know. And, right. and like, was such a huge fan. I'm like, man. I know. I've met her, and I don't yeah. really remember it. Uh, so she <laughs> celebrates her 20... 20- I bet she was great. You probably don't remember <laughs> I remember when she was sitting here, I'm like, I couldn't stop looking at her. I'm like, those eyes. Yeah. Mr. Anya Taylor's show. I, gladly. Gorgeous. And she was really nice. She was so cool. Yeah, yeah. I was expecting her to be kind of moody and, you know, maybe a little uh, off-putting. She was... Very, very welcome. You ever see Terminator? Yeah. That was awesome. She's 25 today. All right, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this question. Uh, back in the day when you wanted to fill up your car, you were asked if you wanted regular or what. And I will go to Al and see if he knows the answer. Yo, Al, good morning. Morning, how's it going? Good. Al, regular or? Unleaded. You got it. Unleaded. And now traffic. Yeah. Hang on the line, bud. To set you up with a pair of tickets to see Steve Trevino, Punchline Philly, Friday, May 14th, 9.30. And tickets are on sale now. Two shows each night, May 14th and 15th. And the shows are indoors. Reduced capacity, socially distanced tables, and masks are required unless eating or drinking. Safety info and tickets at punchlinephilly.com. It's a 21 and over show. Okay, we have a lot to get to. We're going to start with this, the big breakup news. And we kind of knew this was coming anyway. Yes. Jennifer Lopez and A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez. What the f- they have confirmed that they are breaking up after weeks of speculation over this. Yeah, you could tell it was in a uh, deteriorating orbit stage. Yeah, they released a joint statement that said, we have realized we are better as friends <laughs> and look forward to remaining so. Uh, We will continue to work together and support each other on our shared businesses and projects. We wish the best for each other and one another's children. Out of respect for them, uh, the only other comment we have to say is thank you to everyone who has sent kind words and support. That's actually a nice statement. It's not bad. It's it's not as standard as some of them are, which is we asked for private time during this blah, blah, blah. They kind of worded it nicely. They were together a pretty long time, though, right? Yeah. Nothing to be ashamed of. It was a couple of years, you know, but in in the broad scheme of things, that makes them, you know, a celebrated uh, couple. Yeah. Uh, the news of their split comes after reports about the status of their relationship that widely circulated in March. Among the reports, Page Six had posted 
A story claiming that the couple had called off their engagement and broken up. Now, at that time, they had released a statement that said, we are working through some things. Uh, All the reports are inaccurate. Good question. Do you think, because they had a writing on the books, do you think the coronavirus caused the split in a way? You know what? Well, Gave them pause for consideration maybe i, I don't because think it, they, their wedding was planned i don't think causing it would be the right word yeah. but but i know what you're saying right that, that maybe massaged hmm, it along yeah or or just that uh that maybe that was a sign yes uh, to them that uh they put it off and maybe there's a reason why this got put it, off it's like when you work like crazy to get uh, a costume and you go to a video shoot uh-huh. and, uh, Oh. Wait, I don't know what happened. Yeah, oh, I've heard yeah. of, like, update on, update on that, by the way. If you missed yesterday, I, I pleaded on air because I, there was this missing costume in my house. So uh, we begged and we, we, we got some people to help us out. Thank you very much. Um, and Nick Murphy got a flat tire on the way. <laughs> oh, no. Are you serious? And yes. It's, it's a ways out. It's a ways out west. Uh, and so we ended up having to cancel. So you never you oh didn't even do it? No, didn't no. even do the it. Whole thing. And, and. Oh, my God. My son found the outfit at home. So, so cosmically, it was and, not meant to and be. That's what I. Yeah. That's what I said to our account executive Tim Graham. I'm like, dude, it was not meant to happen. It wasn't. We weren't supposed to do it. Something bad would have happened if we would have ended up filming it. So yeah. there you go. I mean, we're getting a lot of material on the show for it. You know. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, what else we have here? Uh, SNL star Pete Davidson is set to play punk rock legend Joey Ramone in a new Netflix biopic. I slept with Joey Ramone. Okay, so he was in, um, the, obviously we were talking about the King Staten Island with Bill Burr yesterday, and he was basically playing himself. I'll be curious to see if he could pull this off. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I didn't see the movie. I haven't, I haven't seen yeah. his acting chops, but there's a side-by-side picture of Joey and him. Uh, he's he's better looking than Joey, but there are some similarities in the face that uh, that could you could believe it in on that on a surface level. Years ago, the name that kept coming up when they were talking about someone to play Joey Ramone was Howard Stern. I could see yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 and he used to say it all the time. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Davidson and director Jason Orley, who also worked together on Big Time Adolescence and, and Pete Davidson Live from New York, have teamed up to write the treatment of the film uh, based on the memoir of the same name by Ramon's brother, Mickey Lee. Uh, the biopic executive produced by, by Davidson, he'll be one of the executive producers, uh, will be made with the cooperation and support of the estate of Joey Ramone and with the assistance of Rose Garden Films. Uh, Davidson is next said to appear in James Gunn's Suicide Squad, which hits theaters on August 6th, by the way. So I have this memory of when I was a kid watching MTV, and I could never remember who the band was, but I was watching, uh, it was Martha Quinn who was interviewing a band. I think it was the Ramones because... It was it was great because they called her out and it was uncomfortable, but they called her out because they had heard that she said that they were the ugliest band in rock and roll, and they called her out on it. And she was like, "I never said that. I don't know what you're talking." Seems kind of right. I mean, you know, they, they yeah. sort of reveled in it. Yeah. All right. So I have a couple things about um, Fast and Furious. So. Over a year after F9 was, well, and it's also, it might be about something else, too. It's about something else. Yeah, so over a year after uh, F9 was originally set to arrive in theaters, ninth installment of the Fast and the Furious Saga has announced a new release date, which is June 25th, and they had a new trailer that they released, uh, I believe it was yesterday, or maybe the day before. Uh, You what? I watched it. Oh, you did, and? It looks pretty good. 
Uh, so the first trailer for F9 was unveiled way back in January 2020 prior to the pandemic. Nearly 15 months later, the latest preview offers three minutes of nonstop action in order to entice fans back to the sequel, uh, which pits Vin Diesel's Dom Toretto against his own brother, played by John Cena. In it can't one. be! Uh, the latest chapter in the now 20-year-old franchise Features all the globe-trotting and death-defying stunts of its predecessors with one strange new addition. Vehicles that somehow levitate in the air thanks to in-car magnets. All right. Yeah. Magnets. Yeah. In addition to Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris, Jordana Brewster, uh, Nathaniel Emmanuel, and Sun Kang... Uh, whose character was killed off in an earlier film, yet somehow comes back, all return for the latest installment. He's an android. As does Charlize Theron, supervillain. Helen Mirren also reprises her Fast uh, Universe role as the mother of a character played by Jason Statham, who does not appear in this one. Uh, Cardi B and Ozuna make appearances in F9, neither show up in a new trailer. Now, in a different story about this that I just saw this morning, the Fast and Furious franchise... Yeah. Could one day have a crossover film no. with Jurassic World. <laughs> Shut up. Which means we'll see race cars and dinosaurs in a movie together. This yeah. is director Justin Lin said during a virtual press conference this week that there could be a crossover between Jurassic World and Fast and Furious. And I wouldn't freaking doubt it because the F9 is going to have moments in space. Well, it's moments in space. So like in the in the last one they were, you know, they were they were in a submarine chase with a submarine below the ice and they were on top of it. They the stuff that they're doing now is so sci-fi to begin with. And then in the movie I lovingly call Calvin and Hobbes uh, case with uh oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dwayne Johnson and uh and Jason Statham. Uh that was really science fiction level because Idris Elba played a guy basically who was genetically enhanced like a super soldier. If they cross over to Jurassic World and actually do that, I would. They are, it's about dinosaurs. They, it's about dinosaurs yeah, yeah. now. That's what I meant. Yes. <laughs> so uh, it, they would be one step away from Fast and Furious Sharknado. Then, you yeah, know what I mean, yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah, like yeah. it's getting into that territory. Uh, so Fast and Furious and Jurassic World are both under the Universal Studios banner. Michelle Rodriguez, who stars as Let- Letty in uh, the franchise, said she could see the two series working together. She said once you reach a certain pinnacle, there's nowhere to go but to cross-brand and merge. It's what big corporations do with each other when they get too big. You know what I mean? Uh, so you just have to brand and merge with each other. But the only thing standing in the way is lawyers and studios, because usually the brands that you're trying to merge belong to different studios or whatever. But it's under the same umbrella. And I don't know. I'm just saying it works, she says. I, listen, wow. there is a complete detachment from anything that was. I watched the uh, about a half hour of the original one. Do you remember the first one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the first one, they re- the, the, the thing was they were using CGI car races. And so, like, he'd hit the uh, the nitrous and the camera would go down the thing and into Inside the pipe the and the engines. And yeah. you see stuff going. And that was the big thing. Yeah. Uh, but now, I mean, there's, they're in space for Christ's sake. Yeah. What, yeah. what you would need to do, and this is what I was thinking about this morning, is watch the first movie right yeah and then watch the ninth movie back right. to back and watch see what kind of a leap story, it yeah. takes <laughs> yeah the first it's about pterodactyls yeah. what it's about pterodactyls yeah you never leave your pterodactyl behind <laughs> it was sort of based in reality for the first kind of i mean the, yeah and now it's the superhero oh, movie yeah but listen people love it yeah it's 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 a he, monster here's where they win yeah, they get this guy like J- the the Lin, the director, who is a very kinetic. I think he's, I think he's comes from, I think he's from Hong uh, Hong Kong or or whatever. But 
he knows how to do a, a just crazy, yeah. over-the-top action sequence. There's one that they did, I think it was the maybe the eighth or the seventh one, where they're, they're actually pulling, and they did a physical effect. They had this huge, fairly weighted safe oh, behind yeah. a truck, and they're driving it, I think, through Rio Preston. And mm-hmm. it's you can tell it's a real physical effect that they're doing, yeah. and it's pretty amazing. All right, we'll see what they do. Maybe they'll get real dinosaurs uh, for that one. All right, so if Justice League can make a remake years after its original release, why not Game of Thrones? Inspired by a new Season 8 trailer released April 6th, some fans are urging HBO to somehow (laughs) change the show's controversial final season of the blockbuster fantasy show. Since uh, Martin uh, still... Hasn't finished the book series, R.R. Martin. Uh, things got a little creative near the end, and not all fans approved. Some, when HBO started plugging, when, when they started plugging the 10th anniversary of uh, Game of Thrones and the network's plan to re-air all eight seasons, some fans saw an opportunity to suggest a Game of Thrones remake. Somebody had said, if you can give Zack Snyder $100 million for Justice League, you can remake season eight. The, the difference is... If they can't. Yeah, is that you, you, you would have to shoot... An entirely different ending. And then all that Zack Snyder footage pretty much existed. Yeah, yeah. and some of the actors were kids. Yeah. Uh, and they've right. grown since then. Right, it's right, just, right. It's yeah. not going to work. Um, so. All right, so I didn't hate season eight at I didn't all. either. I didn't either. But, you know, I, I accept a lot of stuff just for what it is. And, and some people get really, really picky about the, okay. things. But, but some people didn't like... Well, I don't want to get into details. Think of but. every show. I mean, it is it is rare. I can't even... There may be a Breaking Bad, I think, is universally accepted as a show that ended properly. Uh, I've often brought up Preston, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation as a show that had a great ending. Yeah, yeah. But the the likelihood of ending a show yeah. with a six where everyone's going, yay, yeah. it just doesn't happen. I, th- I think you're on the mark with yeah. that. I mean, like Seinfeld, people didn't right. care for that ending and, you know, so whatever, man. Your opinion is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I like this. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen has been cast in Indiana Jones 5, oh. which will once again star Harrison Ford in the title role. He's in the Nancy Allen role, right? Uh, yes, he's yeah. going to be playing the love interest. <laughs> uh, plot details are being kept under wraps, and it is unknown who Mikkelsen will be portraying in the action-adventure sequel. He's so good. He's great. Yeah. I, I almost... I kind of don't want him to be a villain, you know what? I, I, I He's a great villain. He's an outstanding villain. Like Le Chief in uh, Casino oh, Royale. fantastic. Uh, and, and other stuff. But I tell you what, and I, Nick, I keep forgetting the name of the movie, but where he's in the Arctic, maybe it is the Arctic. Ar- or it's what, just Arctic. Arctic. Yeah. So, uh, and, and Preston, you got to see this movie because yeah, he's so good and so likable and you're you're pulling for him so much. And he's almost solo in the movie, And, and right? there's virtually yeah. no dialogue. He yeah. does more. He's out there and he gets up on a sort of a, not, not a fully a cliff, but an elevated area. He's trying to survive in the Arctic and, and he's... And in the distance, he sees a polar bear. And you can see he conveys with his acting like, oh, hell. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's just him. Most of the movie yeah. is just him and this other actress. and But, really, it's mostly just him the entire time. So Phoebe Waller-Bridge also stars in the film. Uh, it'll be from filmmaker James Mangold. He is taking over directing duties after Steven Spielberg, uh, of course, did the uh, previous four Jones installments. Uh, Spielberg will be producing. Uh, John Williams is returning to score the project, obviously. Uh, Lucasfilm's hoping to start production this summer with Mangold meeting with other talent. Uh, it is set for theaters July 29, 2022, whatever. We'll see if that happens. Yeah. Uh, but a new uh, video game from uh, the Indiana Jones world is also 
excuse me, is also in development from publisher Bethesda Softworks and Lucasfilm Games. Okay, they they need to make that game so uh, effing good. Yes, I agree. Because you have um, you have other series, video game series that have sort of replicated the Indiana Jones yep. stuff that have been um, tremendous. If they do this, if they do the game, it's going to be an original story. They're not going to, you know, like do one that we've already seen in the Well, films. the video game series Uncharted, which they are making into a movie series now with Tom Holland, uh, is is basically Indiana Jones. Yep. Uh, so let's see. What else we have here? Uh, Carrie Mulligan. Uh, Deadline reports that she will join Netflix's Adam Sandler feature Spaceman. Uh, the promising young woman actress will play the wife of Sandler's astronaut protagonist. And I don't have any details So I'm, I'm assuming it'll be a comedy. I got to guess on that. Uh, but I Maybe it's the story of Michael Collins. Perhaps. I have zero information on it. Uh, John Corbett revealed to Page Six that he will reprise his role of Carrie Bradshaw's ex-fiance, Aiden Shaw, in the Sex and the City reboot. Hmm. Uh, he told the outlet that he will appear in, quote, quite a few episodes. He, uh, um, there was nothing wrong with him on that show. Like, uh, so Sex and the City fans always thought that Carrie should have ended up with him, but she ended up dating uh, toxic guys and uh, Big and Mikhail Baryshnikov and... John Corbett was just like a really nice dude who treated her really well. He joins yeah. the ranks of viable guys who yeah. get dumped in movies for yeah. no, ex- for no reason. reason. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Carrie Elways in Liar Liar. Agreed. He's a completely Agreed. fine guy. I like John Corbett, so yeah. I hope uh, he, this does well for him. Uh, CBS has picked up NCIS for a 19th season. <laughs> 19 seasons. With Mark Harmon expected to return. Uh, Deadline reports that the network has also renewed Blue Bloods, Bull, SWAT, and Magnum P.I., so a bunch of a bunch of uh, cop shows. Blue Bloods uh, hangs in there, man. That's yeah. that's like a, like a ten o'clock slot on Friday night. That's my mom's show. So yeah. so I, like there there are a lot of women who are just still hardcore Selleck fans <clears throat> and watch it for that. But the show is uh, yeah, it's just one of those ones that just keeps powering along. I mean, who would have thought NCIS? Yeah, yeah. You it's, know, coming up on twenty years. Yep, it's a it's a formula that works. Um, the good places Jamila Jamil will host the 25th annual Webby Awards, uh, which will take place on Tuesday, May 18th. I never miss them. I never watch them, so I never miss them. Uh, nominees for the virtual ceremony will be unveiled on April 20th. Uh, the Gucci family told the Associated Press that they are truly disappointed in the upcoming Ridley Scott film, House of Gucci, and that will be starring Lady Gaga and Adam Driver. How do, have they even seen it? They, you know how how do they know how it's going to turn out? Yeah, I don't know. Patrizia, I know parts of it end up in space and has flying cars. Uh, Patrizia Gucci said that she speaks on behalf of the family when she says uh, they are stealing the identity of a family to make a profit to increase the income of the Hollywood system. Our family has an identity, privacy. We can talk about everything. But there is a borderline that cannot be crossed. What did Gitchy Gucci say? I don't know. I, there was no word from Gitchy Gucci. Uh, I would say, I, wouldn't they have to, in some way, secure some of the rights for this? Yeah. I mean, even even using, in other words, to use the actual. It's not just a name; it's a name brand as well. Yeah, Aren't, isn't somebody somewhere signing off on this mm-hmm. within the family? Yeah, don't don't have details on that. Al Pacino's in it, Salma Hayek, uh, Jeremy Irons, Jack Houston. I designed clothes! There's a lot of people. <laughs> who's he going to be playing? Uh, Aldo Gucci. Yeah. I guess who's, that would be the, yeah. In the same room where I designed pants. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they got a problem with it. 
Uh, never before seen uh, footage from Borat's subsequent movie film will be coming to Amazon Prime Video in the form of a multi-part special. Is this the Borat cut? The trailer for Borat, supplemental reportings retrieved from floor of stable <laughs> containing editing machine, right. dropped on Thursday. That's the actual title of, of it. Of course, yeah. Uh, Deadline writes that the special does not yet have an official release date, so that will be <laughs> on the way. Uh, and then one more thing. Uh, fans have launched a petition on Change.org to recast T'Challa in Black Panther after Chadwick Boseman's passing last year. And the petition reads in part, by not recasting, it could stifle the opportunity for one of the most popular leading black superheroes to add on to their legacy. The number one way to kill a legend is to stop telling their story. I think I've come... I, I Listen... I've come up with a solution, that, and I threw somebody had asked me on on Twitter, and I threw out my answer, and I think it's a way you could proceed the same way they brought Bucky back when you thought Bucky was dead. Right. Bring back Killmonger; he's got a lot of remorse for what he did, and he can assume the. In other words, he's 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 making restitution for what he's done, and he can become the new Black Panther. I forgot how was he killed in the end. Do you remember? He's dying, and uh, uh, you know I think he's been he's been nice through the heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why not? That's Wakanda, dude. They got, kinds of, they got all kinds of magic stuff that they can use in their vibranium. For sake, yeah. Uh, Bucky, I, I, I Bucky fell off a, a locomotive down a cliff. I think he'd be great. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is excellent, And he's also already there. He's part of the storyline. But there's something about yes. the leader of Wakanda speaking with that accent. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Killmonger doesn't have that. I know. But I still, I agree. I like your, sure. I li- I like your concept. Um, I say recast him. I just, you know, and, and no disrespect to no, Chadwick and his family. They've but done it before, like in Harry Potter with with uh, Dumbledore. Dumbledore you know, so and it, what and about it, Julia White? And it works. I don't think he's, <laughs> he's got weed. Did I do that? <laughs> did, Wait, I my, do that? <laughs> did I do that? My friend is representing him. So if you guys, oh really? Oh, yeah, I could get, I could yeah. get, yeah. Oh, yeah. get him on. Yeah. Did I do that? Yes. <laughs> uh, it was so, unfortunate. Uh, it is. I knocked the vase over. So it is not asking for um, an immediate replacement either. It says, nor is calling, uh, is this calling for the prevention of other characters to take up the mantle of Black Panther, like Shuri or anyone else. Uh, this petition is merely asking to continue the portrayal of T'Challa in the MCU. Okay. The hashtag recast T'Challa is a call to fulfill the role that Chadwick Boseman worked so hard for those, uh, for, for the world to see. Uh, so I, it's an interesting idea, and I and I get it. I, I don't think it's disrespectful to Chadwick. No, I I absolutely agree. It's 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 a character that's too profound and means so much to so many people. I think there's a way to do it where you can tell a powerful story where someone who has um, the same way in uh, uh, the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the way mm-hmm. the Winter Soldier is sort of doing a a twelve step, you know, making restitution with the people that he he. He heard as the Winter Soldier. I mm-hmm. think that'd be a cool subplot for have, Killmonger. I have faith they'll do it right. I mean, they, they, yeah. there have yeah. just been so few missteps in the entire MCU since it began, including yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier and and Black. Um, you know, Black Panther will will live on in one form or another. So I'm sure they'll find a. a They're talking to Gilbert Gottfried. So well, I think yeah, it, he's good. Well, when we, when we spoke to Kevin Smith uh, last time, I asked him, uh, you know, why is that? Why is it so? Why is it so consistent? Yeah. The MCU and he just said Kevin Feige. He said that's, that's, yeah. that's pretty much it. So we can put our trust in him, yes. right, Kathy? Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's Friday. That means movies are opening Yay. this weekend, and we're going to tell you about them. 
All right, we're going to begin with the movie that we had the star of on this week, Trigger Point. Action, mystery, stars, Barry Pepper, who we spoke to just a couple of days ago, uh, Comfiori and Laura Vandervoot are in this. Uh, it's about a disgraced U.S. operative who suffered memory loss at the hands of his captors. He gets dragged back into the deadly spy world when a colleague goes missing, and he needs all of his skills to find her. But to uncover the truth, he must remember the past. Uh, it is an hour and 23 minutes long. It's rated R. Rotten Tomatoes does not have a score for it as of yet. Uh, and then you have Mayor of Easttown, which is a limited series premiere and local connections. It takes place here. It was filmed here. It's the one we've been waiting for. Oh, so yeah. it's a movie? I thought it was a series. It is a series, but wow. I threw it in here because, premiere. yeah, it's a series. Oh, okay. Premiere. I just said that. Oh, uh, you just said it. Uh, so it's, I'm sorry. I was eating pudding. Uh, mystery and suspense, and it stars Kate Winslet, Gene Smart, and Evan Peters, to name a few. The plot is, is Mayor is a small-town Pennsylvania detective who investigates a local murder as life crumbles around her. It is an exploration into the dark side of a close community and an authentic examination of how family and past tragedies can divine, define our present. Uh, five episodes, premieres on HBO and HBO Max this Sunday. Rotten Tomato score, 80%. Nice. That's a nice yeah. advance one. And yeah. now we have clips, and guess what? Mystery clips! No, oh, we, we only have one clip, but... We'll play it twice. It's been a year and a half since Kate Winslet was spotted all over Delaware and Chester uh. County filming Mayor of Easttown. Here she talks about what made this character so special. She is utterly real. Looks in the mirror once in the morning when she brushes her teeth and then that's that. Never goes to the hair salon. She makes no apology for who she is at all. For me, it made her very real and relatable and... Um, and yeah, so I it, it was it was it was kind of really liberating to play someone like this. I want to see you naked. Uh, uh, they're uh, saying that this is a career high for her performance. Oh, great! Yeah, uh, Mayor of Easttown premiere Sunday. As I said, it's 10 p.m. on HBO, HBO Max as well. And that is it, man. I have more. Could have gone for more, but yeah. that's all the time we have for now. Because you know why? We want to keep things moving properly so we can have your chance. Right on the money at 8 o'clock to win that money. It is the Preston and Steve money clip. Your first opportunity at $500 this morning. Maybe even $10,000 if you enter through the MMR app or WMMR.com for the grand prize. We have a few guests. We have cash and other things to give away. We'll take a break and come back in just a moment. Stay with us. We won't be gone long. What's new? Glad you asked. ACDC. Everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. Kath, do you believe that um, fashion, uh, like everything, comes back around? Yes, I do. Okay. So we'll see things that are that are considered ugly or taboo or whatever it may be eventually circulate back in in some form. Some form, yeah. And they will return. So... I saw this on the news yesterday. Okay. Let me guess. Okay. Whalebone corsets? No, no, not that. But short shorts for men. No, like, no, no, no. It's, no, no, it's no, they already would, here. Yeah. I know. It's already here. No. I, I know. Oh, Listen, yeah. and your version of it's already here 
is different than our than, version of it. Than the real here. version. Yeah, because you and your your influencer buddies and whatnot. Hanging around and your know, fancy parties. You know ahead of time, but but once it hits mainstream, well, so hold that's on. when it's here, it, I think. It's sort of mainstream already in that um, the high school kids are wearing it. Okay. They, they, they've all, all, all the guys are wearing short shorts. There's, I just watched a TikTok video yesterday of a dad making fun of his son, and he put his son's shorts on and came in. He was like, you go out like this. What, these are too short. So it, it used to be the norm, and Preston, you remember. I yeah. mean, they like like tennis shorts and things of that nature. Yeah, Steve, basketball, basketball shorts. shorts. Go back and look right. at 1970s and 80s mm-hmm. basketball players, and yeah. they were wearing these really high shorts, you know, and they look goofy. Full, full thighs were yeah, every, they, yeah. They look goofy to your eye now, yeah. but that was the norm back then. What changed it was the University of Michigan's men's basketball team. The, that, the Fab Five, they came in and they started wearing long shorts, and yeah. then it started becoming more and more popular. And John Stockton and a few other holdovers, oh, really? yeah. But the, but it was college basketball players, and it became popular. You you Michigan, and then it, you know it was sort of like Michael Jordan championing bald guys. You know, right. once Jordan right. made it look cool, these the, the guys at the Fab Five at the University of Michigan made long shorts look cool. I'll tell you what, even outside of the basketball short realm, uh, if you look at pictures of like. Uh, uh, Magnum P.I. Yes. Oh, yeah. And Tom Selleck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The in shorts fact, just nestled under his ball sack. On this news yeah. report that I yeah. saw yeah, yesterday, yeah, yeah, yeah. they showed a picture of yeah. Tom Selleck <laughs> from Magnum P.I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really short shorts, yeah. I remember my football coach. You remember the bike? All right, the, that was the brand. Yeah, the brand. bike. Yeah, yeah, the bike. Uh, they were basically football pants. Um, the football pant material, right. but the, but the coaches cut up high. Would, yeah. Coaches would wear them. Wow, I remember those. So after a few male celebrities shared photos of themselves wearing high cut activewear earlier this week, Men's Health magazine wrote an article that predicts short shorts for men will gain popularity this summer, hmm. especially no. among fitness enthusiasts. You know, so I I I, I exercise every day and I I, I I stay active and I hike and I do all that stuff. I find. I find the longer shorts more comfortable. Yeah, they are. And I, I, wear, I think they have more of a like a like I it depends on it depends I think on on your workout. So Dennis wears the short shorts to uh work out in. Well, what what does he do? What is he doing? Uh, like well, he runs he's a jogger. A lot. Yeah. He runs well, I, like, I guess I could see that. So I and I think maybe it's like too much material if it's longer for joggers. I, I don't it know. I, I, like I find it. I, first off, I find it whisking. Yeah, and I find that it it actually creates for me. It feels like it's more of an airflow. I recently, yeah, it, it, it's like it's like you know putting your your uh, your 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 uh, your sack in a in a, <laughs> a, a bread warmer. Yeah. You know? uh, now, uh, Kath, listen. Dennis <laughs> runs a lot, right? He he does five, it. six, seven miles oh, at a time. Hey, I, we're update now. Yeah. Um, so, but I, but I recently started running, and I don't like it when my shorts are beneath my knees, right? So they they have to be definitely be above my knees. Right. Um, so I I understand. Yeah, that. but I think above the knee, that's not like a short short. You're talking like mid to upper thigh, is right? A, is a little bit is what Preston's talking. And about. I, I don't like. I it. was the guy. I was the short because because I played a lot of tennis, and yeah. those were the only shorts that they had were very high. You know, so right. even not workout shorts, Preston, like regular shorts. If you were going to go out yes. in the yes. summertime, so um, they they've come up. Above the knee for guys um, a few seasons ago, so I think what this is going to be even a little bit higher. I'm going to try to get ahead of the trend, Kathy, okay. and I'm going to wear Daisy Dukes that are so high that the pockets are hanging out. Oh, and wait a second! Do this Preston, we might as well lead it. Why don't we go for shorts under ball shorts? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> under ball instead of under boobs. He's showing side ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, does that mean uh... right? There's the new trend. What is that? That's the bottom of my. 
my balls. Oh, oh, oh did you guys see that. Preston? <laughs> yeah, you can see the bottom of his balls. <laughs> yes, well, that's his statement. Oh, yeah, he's ahead of the curve. Right. A lot of, of underball, lot of underball today, Preston. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will totally not go back. <laughs> I will not go back to wearing briefs. I'm. Uh, I. I've switched to boxers a long time ago. Oh, I so you wear not... boxers? Okay, so. Well, yeah, no, I'm. It's boxer briefs. Boxer I mean, briefs. Okay, but I'm not going to wear my shorts I think so you can, short that. I, yeah, you're better than that. <laughs> I think you can still. I think yeah. you'd still uh, wear shorter than that. You're better than that. <laughs> shorter shorts and still get away with uh, with yeah. boxer briefs because I mean some of them do come down. Past mid thigh boxer briefs too, yeah. but you know you just gotta buy ones that are a little bit further. You up. sort of saw this trend coming with the bathing suits. The bathing suits, Kath, and maybe you'll got agree with me. Shorter years they, ago, yeah, they were the ones that got shorter. Let me ask you then, yeah. on, on, uh, what you mentioned a type of short that I think can look really like my. Uh, it's one. It's they've been around for years. They come in and out talking about these cyclical changes in fashion. But the bottom of the pocket exposed on the short jeans that are modded, right? Uh, shorts. They, it, to me, that looks sexy. So, uh, director of the Avant Guide Institute, Daniel <laughs> Levine, says that uh, shorter shorts for men have been trending in 2021, <laughs> according to global consumer trend research conducted by the firm. And it's not the first time in fashion history this has happened. Of course. Men's athletic shorts, as we said earlier, were noticeably short between the 1940s and 80s before trends shifted towards above or at the knee shorts or longer. Yeah. Uh, but I found, like, when you find a pair of shorts that you like or a company, there's a company that makes basketball shorts. Case, you know, one of the big selling points on them, they actually have zipper closes to the, uh, to the, to the pockets. And yeah. and that that's that's awesome, especially when you're hiking or or, or, or trail running or whatever. It's it's oh, everything. Somebody texted in yeah. that if you know, and I think this would be appropriate if Bill did start his own fashion line of shorts for men and call them low hanging fruit. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, the, uh, the, 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 under, the underball, underball. <laughs> Uh, Steve, I have, and I'm so mad. The pictures of Bill standing in front of like a conference room at the table with a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> and yeah. his ball, and the name of his, of his, of his company yeah. should be Third Leg yeah, yeah, yeah. Incorporated. Third right? Leg. Third leg. <laughs> sit, uh, sit, ball sack. Sit. A, a subsidiary or barn door. So, um, Speedo uh, makes a bathing suit that, that they don't make anymore, and I love them. They're just, all right, so they're just regular swim trunks, right? You know, uh, it's the Speedo brand. But in, you know how, like, the lining uh, usually is, like, that mesh lining? Mm-hmm. So they made, it's called a jammer lining, right? So it was almost like spandex lining. Yeah. They don't make them anymore. You jam it in And they are the best. Did you send me, like, a like an online coupon to get them cheaper? And you're like, dude, buy these while you can. <clears throat> Let's collab. Yeah. 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 They don't make them anymore. Uh, and, well, and there's, I a, up... there's a short company that's gaining popularity. Is it Chubby's? It, well, no, it, it, it's meshless. Yeah, no, so... What I like about these jam, I actually use those bathing suits to exercise. Like if right. I'm going hiking or, yeah. or or running or whatever, I like those as well. Like that, they're just they're great, and I just wish that they still. Ma- I don't know why they don't make them anymore. They're you like superior, it, yeah. yeah. A lot of people. There's some good yeah. n- name suggestions here. Somebody says, Preston, you can call your shorts junk jeans. Yeah, uh, but I like this one, split sack shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one, Daisy Dorks. Daisy Dorks. <laughs> Hang on, I want to go to Jay. Uh, has an interesting story. He says here, "Hi, Jay. Good morning." Hey guys, my dad came in my dream. <laughs> did one of us say that one time? I did. Okay, nice. My, my, my deceased father appeared yes. to me in my dream. Is uh, that better? And you said my dad came in my dream. I lost it when you said that. <laughs> What's up, Jay? I'm, I'm uh, glad you were so, here to uh, watch. 
So I'm about 10 years old. My grandma and my grandpa, they're sitting outside on the stoop. My grandpa liked to wear these old old shorts called OPs. Yeah. They oh, were yeah. incredibly short. <laughs> so I'm, I'm standing in front of them on, when they're, while they're sitting on the step, and my neighbor's talking to them. And I just look down, and my, my grandfather's nut is hanging out oh, of, you know, the, the inside of, yeah. you know, of the pants. Underball. I'm, I'm like, I'm appalled at this point. And, and I'm like, my... And I'm thinking the neighbors got to see this too, you know. And and nobody said anything, so I got stuck with that story for the rest of my life. Like I never, I never mentioned it to him. I never said anything. <laughs> no, it's great, you know. And it, it occurs to me that that Thunderball is a James Bond movie with a with a song. You could use that into your Underball shorts line. Underball yeah. instead of Thunderball. I like yeah. that. Wow. Uh, Casey, a number of people are texting in saying that Costco sells those Speedos. The actual Speedo brand Speedos? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, somebody says Costco sells those Speedo bathing suits. So, uh, in fact, somebody sent you a link and uh, you'll have to let's collab. Awesome. Yeah, I'm telling you, listen, I know you don't <laughs> like it when I suggest things to you, Preston, but okay. uh, it is a good suggestion. Oh, the, the, yeah. the bathing suit. Especially okay. like it is if, good to laugh. I do <laughs> no. not like it when you suggest things for me. When <laughs> you insist on things, yes, yes, yeah, the yeah. yogurt. Well, yeah. I just don't know. That there's a there's a fine line between insisting and suggesting, and I just don't. I haven't figured out that line yet. Okay. Um, no, but I think <laughs> I I like those bathing suits also because uh, like if you're going to be wet all day, you end up getting that like bathing suit rash. Yes, and I've so, had it. And I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. So th- this yeah. prevents that. It prevents that. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so short shorts apparently are going to be. Well, who's the, wearing short shorts for men this year? <laughs> I'm going to go to uh, Josh on the line. Hey, Josh. Good morning. Hey, good morning, you guys. Hey, good morning. Good morning, it. What's up, bud? Uh, yeah. So I had a middle school gym teacher. He was the age, like you were saying, uh, he's an older gentleman and grew up, I'm sure, wearing the short shorts and the. 60s, 70s, and uh, one day in class, he's, you know, we're working out or doing some squats or something like that, and sure enough, his nut fell out. <laughs> his nut. And, uh, There's his nut. He it was, fell out. He wasn't fired, but he was asked to leave. <laughs> he was asked to, to leave? leave? Just because oh, on. one nut popped out? Yeah. That's a little hard. I think a well, two-nut two nut infraction, maybe. Right. School, I think that was the big Dude, that was a double-nutter. Yeah, two-nut warning. <laughs> yeah. Come on. One-nut warning, two-nut expulsion. Yeah. No, there was yeah. a no-nut no, no nut warning. It's a one-nut one no. came out, and he was gone. One-nut suspension, two-nut one, eviction. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. the way in most, like, higher learning establishments, it's one-nut yeah. one warning, two-nut expulsion. Listen, I told you guys about the carny at the McDade Mall. Yeah. Who was wearing short shorts, cut-off jeans, Shorts and his. I'm sorry, it was a one armed carny. <laughs> he had one arm working the dart thing where you throw the dart at yeah. the Samantha Fox posters, and he had his foot up on the counter and his nut was hanging out. and I think he did it on purpose. Yeah. You think he did it on purpose? Yes, he well, wanted you to see, well, yes. to, to distract from the missing arm, <laughs> right? Right, no such thing as bad press. Uh, here's another good name for the uh, the ball exposing uh, shorts clackers. Yeah, I like that, that could work. Uh, let me go to Lou. Good morning, Lou. Hey, good morning, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Oh, what's up, Lou? 
Hey, so I got a pretty funny story. I used to, well, I live in South Philly, and um, a neighbor of mine used to wear these, like, vacationing shorts, like, from the 80s that had, like, the <laughs> super crazy colors and the yeah. palm trees on them. Oh, yeah. So, essentially, he was sitting in his living room, and we're all sitting outside on the step because, you know, we're playing around where kids were, like, 15 at the time. And he comes up to the door, and he starts talking to us. The next thing you know, he bends down to pick something up, and I look to the left, and there is my man's nut just hanging <laughs> right down. Out of that thing, and I'm, and I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know whether to tell the guy, like, "Yo, hey, you're tangling up." But before I knew it, man, it was no. back in, and and he was sitting back down again. But man, I, that was so long ago, and I still have not forgotten about it till this day. You've wow. got to be, you've got to be nut aware when you're wearing yeah, shorts right. like that. I remember the uh, the episode of Friends where the uh, yeah. You know, the guy was totally not aware of his nut placement. Yeah, and eventually the the waiter tells him, yeah. put the mouse away or something <laughs> like that. Um, I I want to say that it's happened to me before, and I don't know. Like, I was exposed and a didn't realize it, and, and I think it can yeah. happen without your knowledge in certain situations. I mean, we've all seen Jackie Bam Bam's junk at one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Intentional. He knows that's that, not intentional. He, you think you're going to wear pants like that and people aren't going to see what's going on down there? I mean, we've actually seen it. Oh, before, when it, right? Yeah. When yeah. it came through the yeah. hole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And he doesn't know. You put a piece of cheese out there. Uh, yeah. I saw it. It came, It was like a hole, and it's, it just the whole friggin' thing. <laughs> Down. In fairness, all you have to do is look in the general direction and you're going to see it. Cause oh, yeah. It's, uh... You'll at least see an outline. Yeah. Of it. I mean, no question. He pleasure. literally tucked it back in. He was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. There's a lot to <laughs> lot to see there. God, he's awesome. <laughs> I haven't talked to Jackie in a while. I'll go to Joe next. Hey, Joe, good morning. Whee! Guess what I get to do? Wow. That had some enthusiasm behind it, Joe. Whee! Thank you. Guess what I get to do? What's up, Joe? <laughs> Whatchamacallit, uh, the khaki diving shorts that U.S. Navy divers wear, Okay, they're incredibly short. If you ever want to get a look at them, <laughs> Cary Grant wears a pair of them in the beginning of Operation Petticoat. I, and I remember exactly what you're talking about. They're, they're almost, it's almost like a bikini bottom. Yeah, Viggo Mortensen also wears them in G.I. Jane. Yeah, okay. still training. All right. Yeah, they're so short. I got a pair. My wife absolutely hates them. <laughs> All right. Uh, actually, again, I'm 65, so. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch that. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Joe. We appreciate it. There's actually another call concerning military shorts, and we're going to go to Emily here. Hi, Emily. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Emily. What's up? So I wanted to talk about when I was in the Marines, we had shorts called silkies, and these shorts, Definitely were made for women, but all the men always wore them, and everything was in detail. Hey, did they wear them because they were required to, or did they just kind of, did they have a choice and they went with those? They had a choice, because there was definitely a wide range of PT shorts they could choose from, but they chose these sexy silkies. Uh Uh-huh. Silkies. That feels, that sounds good. They're actually banned now. They were what? banned whenever I was in the Marines because too many men were wearing them to PT. Really? I don't know if I want to fight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Emily, there's a, apparently there's a, there's a line available online called Semper Silkies that are based exactly on this, on, on um, Marine shorts. Yeah, I still have a few pair from when I served. Wow, now, Emily, how, how long were you uh, in the Marines? Five years. Five years. Right. Wow. So, did you? Did, now, what did you think about that? 
I mean, I loved the silky personally, <laughs> but there was definitely some guys that did not need to wear those silkies. And, and were they with, with they with with the other with women around? Did they you know were they, were they doing it on purpose? So yeah. you could you could see the outline. Definitely doing it on purpose. <laughs> oh, there you go. There's the plan. Intention. Okay. All right, we All got right. you. Thank you, Emily. We appreciate it. Have a good one. All right, you, you too. too. All right, so uh, are these? I mean, are they readily, like, can you go to, Kathy, Target and find these now? Um, so, short shorts. Yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what are you talking shorts. about? For like men. Just anything. It, workout shorts, yes. You can find the shorter ones. Just regular. If you're going to, you know, go out, you want to wear it with a nice shirt, you'll find, you're, you'll definitely find shorter shorts. Wow. Okay. I haven't bought shorts not, in a while. It's been a few years. Not like years. we're talking about, like, where you're going to have a nut slip. But yeah, yes, you're going to go but... well above the knee. Okay. Mid thigh. Like I, have the, my shorts are knee and lower. If I have a nut slip on those, I have some sort of medical condition. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. Well, I thought that was kind of interesting. Now, there's another story that I found that uh, has to do with that general area, um, and it's a term I'd never heard before: belfie. So it's a riff on selfie. Okay, a belfie. Yeah. It does sound familiar. It's a selfie of your butt. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Dating.com announces the results of its latest member survey revealing that Belfies have taken precedence among today's most eligible singles. Uh, The online dating giant also shares its tips for perfecting the art of the Belfie for those new to the process. So in their studies, they found that more than half of respondents, 64 percent, have sent an online connection at least one Belfie. Within the last 12 months, 36% claim that they have never taken one, though. If you're on a dating site and somebody sends you a picture of their ass, would, yeah. wouldn't that be kind of a turnoff? I don't really want to. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Actually, oh, some they, women I, have so great asses. There's the Influencers in the Wild Instagram page that yeah. I follow. Case, I think you follow it, too. It's really funny. Yeah. But there's a lot on there of, like, girls, you know, somebody catching a girl by herself trying to get, you know, the An perfect picture. Yeah, like popping her butt out and yeah, trying right. to get a nice shot of it. Okay. So is this for dating profiles or is this? Yeah. Okay. Or not. Well, yeah, for sending to people that are on because dating sites. Sometimes when you're quote unquote thirsty on Instagram, you're going to just post a belfie and, and just have that be, you know, your shot on Instagram. And, and, and it's not a, a bare butt shot. Right. It, it can be with the yoga yeah, pants I see on it, or, or yeah, girls, right. girls or at the gym a lot of the time will yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. Of the, uh, yeah. 36% who claim that they have never taken a Belfie, more than half would be open to trying it. More women send Belfies than men. However, a significant amount of men, 41%, still choose to participate and send their butt selfies. Interesting. Yeah. Has this pushed the D-pick out of the picture? I don't know. 75% believe taking Belfies improve their self-esteem and help them overcome insecurity as well. And there are all kinds of other stats that come along with this. I see another another one that's and there's it's actually represented up here, Preston, where you have the shot that you're laying down yes, prone. Yes. Right, Wait, Kathy? Shoulder like back towards picture. your elevated butt. Wait, yep. so I tried this. Not not to <laughs> like send or post or right. anything. Because okay, so when I sometimes I'll I'll lay on my bed like uh you know, face down, just like Take a break. Oh, first. face down, ass, ass up. Right. Yep. Yep. Just face to down, take a break, yep. whatever. I was on, uh, no, I was on my phone, right? And the cat climbed on my back, and she was right. sitting on my back. This was prior attack. Right, right. You know, we're still, uh, we're still, getting there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're still working on our relationship. Totally anyway, therapist. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, so she was on my back. So I was like, oh, that would be cute if I could get a picture <laughs> of her. It looked like 
my ass was eating the cat. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. We need to see this. Yes. Uh, I, I'll, it was a while ago. I'll see if right. I can find right. it. Um, right. What were you wearing? Yes. No, I had like. Jeans? No, no, I had just worked out. So I yeah. think I had uh, okay. yoga pants A welding on. outfit on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we need to, If you have that, I want to see that. I'll, I'll see if I can find it. So here are some skills. Required for right. uh, Belfie success. Dating.com has compiled the following tips for those who may need some inspiration. So here's what you need to do if you want to take a good Belfie. You got to learn your angles. Uh, yes, learn your angles. Standard Belfie angles vary greatly from that of selfies. For example, selfies are often taken from a higher, almost aerial angle to promote a leaner look. But the exact opposite is the goal with Belfies. A lower angle yeah. will accentuate your bottom and show off your curve. You want uh, rotation. You know, uh, rounded, full, engorged. So I guess engorged. more, you know, from the, for shooting from the ground up, shooting yeah. upwards would be kind of your belfie. <laughs> uh, what Christ. about you just squatting? You yeah, know, yeah. And o- setting it on the ground. <laughs> um, making Look, use. You can see my poop. It also says making use of your surroundings. If there is <gasps> a reflective surface like a mirror nearby, yeah. use it to your advantage. It's much easier to take a picture of your behind this way, and an over-the-shoulder smolder is always ahead. It says. Do you know who does? Uh, uh, who's really good at this Belfie uh, sort of thing? Ashley Gallo does it when she does. Like uh, you I know, just her, saw her the other day. Right. Don't my eyebrows look good? Actually, uh, my wife is going to her for some. <laughs> I know. Oh, she's, yeah, she she's very excited. Me. Yeah, but I mean, she's got. Like, she's got the pose down. She's got know? the pose. And it's not, um, her fa- like, your face is in the picture. Yeah. It's sometimes not, it's not just of the butt. The, the, right. Right, right, right. So right. it's like, the ang- like you said, right. the angle of the body. You can see the curve in her waist and the pop of the booty. <laughs> booty. We're looking at pictures of, I don't see any Belfies on there, of, of uh, Ashley. Uh, is, well, there's one, kind of, yeah. But she, of, yeah, she takes a lot of great pictures. A lot of boob shots. Lots of boob shots. Well, uh you what? had to see what she was wearing when I was there. I know. I know. Uh, so, <laughs> she said a funeral. She, by the way, she's a former calendar girl, for those yeah. who may not know, Ashley Marie Gallo. AG uh, Beauty Bar, right? That's the AMG. Uh, Ashley yeah, yeah. Marie Gallo, AMG Beauty Bar. Yeah. And uh, here's the last tip. Leave a little something to the imagination. Oh. Uh, it's great to embrace your body and showcase your confidence, but it is also... a turtle head God almighty. But you can't see it. <laughs> it is also important to leave your partner wanting more. Hmm. Uh, keep some form of clothing on in your belfies to effectively keep your match guessing and curious. So those are your tips. Should you be able to need yes. to take those pictures? Today. I never. Yeah. No. Oh my god. I don't have an ass. I couldn't do it. So no, you do. Yeah. Remember? We tried. The, come on. Tried some pants oh, on when, when I wore those. Yeah. 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 That did made your ass sing. Yeah, it did look pretty nice. But I think on the whole, Kathy, and maybe you, you'll agree. Um, on the whole, women don't want to see uh, D pics ever, but uh, a butt pic will be nice on a, on a guy. Uh, y- yeah. yeah, I could. Given yeah. the, your choice. Yeah. yeah, for me, yeah, but over D picture. Sure. You mean like 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 a, like a nice like a, the, the D is situated in a in a bed of lettuce? <laughs> oh my god! Does Bill have a nice butt? Bill Weston? He does. I've never looked. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never I've, looked I've, either. I wonder how I his. Know. I wonder how his. Look at my ass. How his belfie game? Making my booty pop. Yeah. <laughs> god, is he here? Yes. Yeah. I mean, pump up right the now. jam. Pump it up. <laughs> While your feet are stomping. <laughs> While your feet are stomping. <laughs> 
Pump up the jam. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. Uh, the, there's, there are your, your fashion moments here uh, this morning. The fashionista. That's Yay! who I should have been oh, today. We forgot. Oh, I, I Somebody forgot. had to remind us. Mike Severini. Is that his name? Has his last name is pronounced? I think so. He does all of the, the graphics for the various uh, characters that you are. Yes. <laughs> as well as movie posters. He did one for Stallone Bridgerton. Uh, that is great. And we appreciate it. Uh, That's right. It stinks. Uh, but yeah, he had reminded us the fashionista was yes. uh, someone whom I Mike Saborin. Saborin. That's it. Yes. Yeah. All right. At the flickest. All right. Uh, we should take a break because we're going to do our best to stay on time and get you some cash this morning. And that is with, of course, the uh, Preston and Steve money clip. And we will have an opportunity to win $500 in just a few moments. We'll take a break, come back with that in the bizarre file. So stay put. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com and an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit AcmeMarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. By the way, new Daily Rush video, Bert Kreischer live from Serbia. Uh, Bert joined us. He's filming The Machine and cast uh, Mark Hamill to play his dad. And it was a great interview with him. And it was via Zoom, so you get to see him as well in the interview. You can watch it now at PrestonandSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline, Philly Fishtown's first comedy club restaurant and bar. Uh, we got a couple of minutes to play with here before uh, it's time to reveal our money clip words. So I want to do a couple shout outs if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, this one is from Kim Scott. So I've tried for several years, but you guys are usually on vacation this week, and I've never been able to reach you guys in time. You're too busy. Uh, my sister Karen is one of those people that doesn't want or need anything and will probably kill me if this makes it on the air. Uh, she's been a huge fan of your show since you've been on MMR. She's a girl who always comes to camp out for hunger with her giant Mastiff dogs. Yes. And volunteers unloading donations. She donates blood all the time to your blood drive. She works really hard, putting awesome. in 60, 70 hours a week. Finds time uh, several nights a week before COVID did uh, to take her therapy dog around visiting local nursing homes and hospitals. She goes on and on about all these great things that she does. Um, and, uh, she listens to your podcast every day. So I was wondering if there's any way you could possibly wish her a happy birthday. Her birthday is on the 14th, but anytime this week would be good. And she'll probably listen to the podcast next weekend. Thanks guys. Her obnoxious little sister, Kim Scott, your biggest fan from Charlestown, Maryland, Uh. which is the furthest that your signal reaches. Uh So here's a shout out. Uh, and then 
I have one that says, uh, hey, guys, my name is Danielle. My son Oliver and I listen to your program every morning on his way to school. Friday the 16th is his eighth birthday. Aww. I was hoping you guys would give him a shout out. He thinks you are hilarious, and he thinks the shout outs are hilarious. Thank you guys so much. And that's from Danielle Cap. So here you go. That's Oliver. Ha- Oliver, happy birthday to you today. Uh, here's one that says, hey, I'm reaching out. And the hopes of getting a shout-out or a shout-out for my upcoming wedding on May 8th. Uh, and I'm doing it now. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't want to lose We're gonna it. We're going to forget. We want to make sure you accommodate the wish. My beautiful bride-to-be, Laura Gramiak, has grown into a big fan over the years. And hearing from you guys would just be the coolest. She's been working her butt off and podcasts to show every night at work. So if you could let her know how awesome she is and how much I love her, I'd really appreciate it. And also, if Steve could do one of those high-pitched yelps, those are her favorite. <laughs> Love you guys. Joel uh, Matasoff. So here's a shout-out. Uh, then another one says, hey, guys, I am writing in with a request for a birthday. Shout-out for our dearest friend, Amy Capolino. Uh, we've been friends since elementary school and don't know a better person. Not only is she hilarious, she is a badass ER nurse ah. and an incredible mom to Stella, Nico, and Luca. Obviously, this has been a very tough year for everyone, and we want her to know just how special of a person she is. Although she moved from the Philly area to Rochester, New York, she still listens to your podcast every day, uh, even after working a ridiculously long shift and probably keeps the neighborhood awake with her infectious and really loud laugh. Uh, while turning 40 in a pandemic isn't the most fun thing in the world, getting a juicy shout-out from you guys who really make her day. Love, Rachel and Laura. And I had gotten an email from Laura as well, wanting to wish her oh, a happy nice. birthday, too. So That's I awesome. Make sure I got that in there. Uh, this one says, hey, Preston, please do a shout-out to my boyfriend who has served our country for 12 years. He only listens to MMR while he drives. He is so dedicated that he won't even change the channel while Ubering. Uh, uh. Michael Michael M., is his name, and he will be listening to your shout out from s- at seven twenty to third seven thirty a.m. <laughs> while driving to the Navy base in Philadelphia from Westchester, PA. So I don't know if they were trying to get this on a specific uh, day or what. This I got this right. back actually on March 29th. So I apologize to Lauren DeFeo uh, for uh, my tardiness, but a shout out as well. Hope he hears it. And there's another one. Uh, hey, just dropping by a shout out uh, for the folks at Southern Ocean Medical Center. Oh, and I got this one like a couple weeks ago, yeah. too. I apologize. Uh, the lovely st- in lovely Stafford Township, New Jersey, a very underrated area of the shore. I went down there for a COVID vaccination and was treated to MMR being played in the waiting room. Definitely a good soundtrack to get through all the tough tasks of administering COVID vaccines. Thanks from Rob R., a proud listener. So a short there. You're doing one? Yes. Uh, this uh, shout out is for Cade Hovey. Cade Hovey turned 17 yesterday. Cade Hovey had a liver transplant back in the fall. Wow. He's a huge fan of the show, and the one thing that he looks forward to on their early trips to CHOP is listening to our show. So, Cade, happy 17th birthday to you, bud. All right. We can now do this. 93.3 WMMR. It's time for a Preston and Steve money clip. All righty. <laughs> now, here's your money clip keyword. All right, here's the word, folks. It's fun. F-U-N. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Three ways to do it. Uh, you can text a special contest short code uh, to 45911. Uh, or if you would like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry is going to win $500 in our company-wide contest. And that person will get a call from Beasley 
So be sure to answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com, and it is sponsored by Hyundai City. The word again for you is fun, F-U-N. Get on it. Win that money. Good luck to you. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, it's brought to you by Natural Lawn of America. Safer for your lawn, kids, and pets. You can schedule their full service program and get free seeding every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED. Natural Lawn of America. Greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. Well, two drunk friends were left with swollen penises. Oh, man. After injecting each other with a cream they heard could give them extra girth. Uh, The French men, both in their 30s, watched a YouTube tutorial that offered bogus tips on how they could get a bigger penis. What can we possibly do with such small penis? Uh, it told them to inject themselves with an anti-hematoma cream, sometimes used to treat piles. Penis so small. Uh, to boost the size of their members. But instead of experimenting on themselves, they decided to inject each other. Uh, doctors who treated the unidentified oh, pair man. revealed that they suffered from progressive painful swelling of the penis during the night and went to the hospital the next morning. Both men complained it hurt when the medics touched their area Go to figure. inspect the damage. Hey, this hurts. And gruesome pictures published in a medical journal showed the extent of their swelling. Uh, medics fear that the cream blocked lymph vessels in the penis, <sighs> stopping the body from naturally clearing excess fluid and causing it to swell. Both men were told to rest and take painkillers in the hope that the swelling would go down on its own. Dad, can I talk to you for oh, a minute? No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> One more time, please. Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> but the dermatologists have no idea. <laughs> If the men have permanently damaged their penises as a result of their drunken experiment because they never bothered to return for a checkup. They didn't even check with their dad. Oh, my God. Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? (laughs) Yeah, sure. What is this? How much of the game? Is this important? Well, my my buddy and I. (laughs) All right, uh, let's see. Video of a bizarre, shocking burglary in Queens shows a thief break a window of a frozen yogurt shop and take some items from inside as two young children stand by and even hold a light to aid in the robbery. Little munchkins. So the break-in occurred at Menchie's. Uh, Surveillance video shows a man... Kate, you want to go to Menchie's? A man break the window as one of the children shines a light from what appears to be a cell phone... And at some point, the robber grabs something from inside, and the three take off moments later. Uh, Samantha Kahn and her husband, Ralph, own the place. They said, what's the point of doing something like that? It just really is disturbing. Ralph said he didn't notice anything was wrong or missing when he opened the store the next morning until he walked into the back room and saw the mess. And that's when he knew something must have happened. He said, I just saw the window broken, stuff all over the floor. Call Mama Menchie. When I checked our footage, I noticed someone pushing in a window. The man was seen on surveillance video getting his arm inside the window when it was uh, odd to see. While it was odd to see children accompany a robber, the three of whom were captured on mall surveillance before the break-in as well, sliding down the escalator railing. Even stranger is what was taken during the act. No cash was taken. No frozen yogurt was stolen either. The only thing that was missing 
with some candy and cake decorations that were right inside the window. So they're like, they're going for sprinkles and stuff. <laughs> That's what they stole. All that work just for a very small reward is the left police and the Menchie's managers wondering why they even bothered. And the kids clearly know they're doing something wrong because yeah. they're like being very furtive about it. And they yeah. Yeah, run mm-hmm. away. Yep. Uh, a, this is kind of funny, but a 12-year-old boy was rescued in Thompson, Manitoba, on Saturday, after falling into a sinkhole that he thought was just a puddle, so the kid <laughs> oh, goes, to, goes to you know, Splash, I'm yeah. jump, and all of a sudden he goes, he oh, falls my, into oh, it. No. Julie Desjardins says that Whee! her son, her son Samuel, was stuck waist deep in freezing cold water, and he was there for more than an hour because nobody wow. was around. And it wasn't until after emergency crews freed Samuel that they realized how serious the situation could have been. I mean, the kid. Well, could have been exposure, deeper. yeah, and exposure, and and if it was any deeper or any yeah. more volatile, he could have he could have gotten. Did he get frostbite? Drowned? No, he didn't get frostbite or anything. But uh, at least not according to yeah. that story. But yeah, it would just be so funny to <laughs> see someone think they're jumping into. I always think I've of the, seen uh, it before. Yeah, when when people think it's shallow. Yeah. Well, I always think of the scene in uh, Hard Day's Night when he's laying down his his uh, his coat, Ringo, for the yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all the way through. <laughs> Uh, Daytona Beach police say a driver smashed through a traffic arm in front of the Main Street Bridge on Monday and crossed as the drawbridge was opening. Cameras show the driver of an SUV heading east, blowing through signals and the traffic arms that were in the down position. The driver hit another traffic arm out of view of the camera. I can do this. The traffic arms were both damaged along with the driver's windshield. And a different angle shows the bridge going up as the driver approached going airborne. Whoa, he, pulled, really? he pulled the Duke boys. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. And made it, ac- <laughs> made it across. So, I, you know, usually wow. that does not happen. Uh, so, hang on. We're watching video. Yeah. I have not seen this yet. And, yeah. yeah. So, it's one of those that just, it doesn't open in the middle. It opens oh. on one side. Could have died. And, uh, yeah, but he made it over. Uh, the traffic arms had to be replaced. Police say believe uh, they believe they've identified the driver. A Canadian member of Parliament appeared naked in front of his colleagues on Wednesday when he changed out, out of jogging clothes in his office during a virtual par- uh, parliamentary <laughs> session. And he's he's fully naked in the picture I saw. Oh my god! MP. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite clips. MP Williams. <laughs> Amos was seen completely naked, and a screenshot obtained by media outlet showed he was holding something, possibly a phone that blocked his genitals. What from, was he holding? From view. Look, he's got a boner. Oh my god! You have a massive erection. The footage was visible. Oh, Kathy got it. The footage was visible to other MPs and House of Commons staff, but was not broadcast to the public because Amos wasn't speaking. Mother. <laughs> Amos, who represents the Quebec region of Pontiac, later uh, said his camera was accidentally turned on. He said, as I was changing into my work clothes after going for a job, a jog, sin- I sincerely apologize to my colleagues in the House of Commons for this unintentional distraction. Hey, mister. Yeah. I'm, I'm beginning to wonder if this is just not an excuse for people who are exhibitionists at heart. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, so... Either close your camera lid, uh, your your computer uh, top down, walk around the back of it, but use what we've been using in broadcast forever, which is the, you have to assume that every microphone and every camera is live. Mm. <laughs> or you just forget. <laughs> you know, yeah. All right, and there you go. That is the B-File. You got a little less than five minutes. 
uh, to get your word over for our President's Eve Money Clip giveaway. $500 up for grabs. The word is fun. It is F-U-N. So make sure that you enter that now if you want to win the money. Good luck to you. We'll uh, have another chance if you miss out on this one coming up at 10 a.m. But right now, fun is the word. F-U-N. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Don't forget, coming up a little later on, uh, comedian John Doerr and our good friend, the sexologist, Dr. Jill McDevitt. We'll be on the program, too. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. This is Abby from Super Solutions. We're a virtual bookkeeping firm that helps business owners complete tasks that take away time and energy from the parts of their business that they love. We love helping clients get ready for tax season. So if you mention the Preston and Steve show when you call, we'll give you 50% off your 2020 cleanup work if you sign on as a monthly client. Find us online at supersolutionsonline.com. Next message. Hey, it's Nikki and Karen, the beekeepers from Backyard Buzz. We are a small family-owned business from Bucks County, offering a wide variety of bee-inspired items, including raw honey, artwork, gift sets, apparel, honey candy, and bath and beauty products made with beeswax and honey straight from our beehive. We also like to educate our community about honeybees and our native pollinators. Check us out at www.backyardbuzzpa.com and our Instagram and Facebook pages for fun bee facts. Get your buzz along with Backyard Buzz. See ya. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Real quick, a bit of a butt plug, if you will. Uh, Dr. Mack from Skipback Pharmacy, whom we uh, had on the air, and he's been popping up on all all kinds of uh, national uh, television shows and so on. They're in need of volunteers on Sunday for uh, vaccinations to help people get the uh, COVID vaccine. And uh, we have a post on PrestonAndSteve.com. Nick, where would they find this? Uh, it's right on the community page. It's uh, this Sunday. And so it's a mass vaccina- vaccination site, and they are in desperate need of people to help out. And it's at North Penn High School yeah. is where it's going to be taking place. So if you can help out, uh, please get in touch and, and volunteer you can if your time. because uh, uh, Volunteer your time if you can because, uh, you know, people are wanting to get this vaccine. Could Bill Weston help out? He's got a blowgun. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Talk about socially distant. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Bill, you just sit right there. There's a little target behind you. Where? Where is the guy? Yeah. Even? You don't even see him. That's Uh-oh. how cool it is. Um. So that is up. Uh, let's see. I got items in the junk oh! shop. Oh Before we get to Friday, I want to make sure. I'm sorry. Start it again, Case. All right, my we got it. Oh, my God. Wait. Start again. Okay. Oh, my God! (laughs) There it is. Even Kathy's bobbing her head along to that. (laughs) All right. um, So, a new study. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. A new study finds (laughs) that the average American woman pops a total of 65 pimples annually and that is a lifetime average of 4,153 zits in your lifetime. So during the course of, a, of an average year, um, uh, I'm not overly pimply, so uh, I don't know how many. I, I try, have, uh, since that story about the Bermuda Triangle of Death on your face, I try not to. Where is it? Is it your Mouth nose and, and nose. nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. 
Oh, that, I don't. That, no. that, that if you do that and it, it becomes infected, it can turn into something really yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah, I don't let them sit. No, I don't care where it is on my face. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to pop it. But it, um, is you ever use like a Clearasil or anything like that? No. When no, I was no, a no. kid, I did. I used yeah. Stridex pads. I have adult Clearasil. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell you the last time I had. It's a got zip naked ladies on the lid. On my face has been years. So yeah. Uh, so I've got a pimple popping story for you guys. Yay. Um, yeah, so Jace had a little pimple on his face. This was a while ago, maybe a year or so ago, maybe even more. Um, and so he was like, what is it? I don't understand what, you know, I, so I explained it to him. I'm like, you have to wash your face. Maybe there's a little, little dirt, like whatever, whatever it is. I was trying to explain to him. He's like, well, what are you going to do to it? I said, I'm going to pop it. He was like, what? I'm like, let me just, I go, listen, it's not, the little white stuff will come out and then it clears up. It's, it's fine. It's nothing. It's nothing. And it was one where you could like wipe it probably right. with a washcloth. And oh, and it, it would, would pop. Come off. It was yeah. tiny. It yeah. was so tiny but my explanation to oh, him yeah. oh no freaked him out so much so that when i did it it was over i walked out of the bathroom i came back in he was passing out wow passing out pa- i had to uh, he and he was getting he takes after his mom he was get, getting ready to get in the shower so i had to like wrap him in a towel lift him up laying lay him on the bed i was like oh my god what is going on here oh my god yeah and it was i think it was because he was thinking about whatever it was that i had explained to him yeah, yeah, yeah. and he freaking passed out that's wow. funny wow yeah oh you gotta watch goodness. that yep uh, so is this study present saying that they do it on themselves or they totally they, like, they on this, other people they do this on themselves. So a survey of 2,000 U.S. women is revealing that the not-so-dermatologist recommended ways respondents are taking the process of revitalizing their skin into their own hands, in some cases quite literally. Unfortunately, 58% add that they learned a lasting lesson saying that they have at least one scar from their forays into pimple popping. Yeah, you know, uh, so years ago, um, what I've done, uh, gone to a spa with my wife or, you know, like a Joseph Anthony thing or whatever, um, and they do a little bit more of the, uh, like twice in my life I've had them where they put the big thing over your face. Like and a, fa- sort of you've a facial, facial right, done, right, right. and they, yeah. they do the extractions where right. they pull out the blackheads. And right, all that kind of and stuff. I have very good skin, and I, I had that process done, and um, I mean, believe it or not, this mess has good skin, but the, the um, uh, it was a weird sensation having them do it that way, you know? Yeah, yeah it's bizarre. It I is like, bizarre. I like those Biore strips. I haven't used one in a while. Oh, yeah. yeah I remember those. They still make them? Yeah, they do. Okay. Yes. Uh, so over three quarters of those who uh, pop say that they know it's bad for their pores, but the urge to pop is too strong. Uh, conducted by one poll on behalf of Truly Beauty, the survey also examines the most common skin care uh, sins among American women. Uh, popping Shut pimples, <laughs> popping pimples is one of them, which is eighty-one percent. Taking long hot showers uh, and not washing their face before bed are the most common skincare sins that responded respondents admitted. To. Do you know what cracks me up? My wife and I every time we're watching TV, and you'll see an actress going to bed, and they have their full <laughs> makeup on, like <laughs> like. Yeah, my wife was like, "You, you." She goes, "She turns to me, and says, do you realize what I would wake up looking like if I." If I let stuff like that cake on my face all night? Steven, did you see Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She would wake up at like 4.30 in the morning (laughs) and put her full face on before her husband wakes up. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So he would never see what she looked like. And then she would act like she was sleeping again. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, In addition to their pimple-popping tendencies, more than half of the poll identified as compulsive face pickers. Do you know face pickers? I've seen plenty of face pickers. Absolutely. Kathy's a hair and nail picker, but I don't think you're a face picker. No. 
Like somebody who just sits there and is constantly yeah, no, doing no, this. No. I always time. associate that with like, like a <laughs> like somebody I you know like just too neurotic. Some mm. I think people are very neurotic and they're picking at their face. Uh, so uh, over half of respondents also admitted to not wearing sunscreen, a foundation, or other base with SPF as skincare experts recommend. I have I have a sunblock on every day. I have an organic base that's not chemical based. You know the ones that have the aluminum, whatever the whatever the fourteen hundred things they found out that can kill you from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I always put on a very light bit just because I have vitiligo and I got to be careful. Roughly the same number say that their acne is worsened as a result of mask wearing during COVID. Oh, they've yeah, had definitely. they've had a, a pronounced increase in acne, pimples. Uh, actually, believe it or not, it's also the massive exacerbated strep throat. I was reading a report on it the other day. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, on strep throat and also um, dental issues. Mm. Yeah, it's really accelerated bad dental issues. Mm. Another 38% claim... Uh, their skin hasn't been this bad in years. 43% still haven't quite mastered the art of managing face covering induced mask, uh, mask Oh, I guess that's what they're calling yeah. it, mask Well, Preston, the benefit of us is that we've always had bad skin, so this is nothing new to mm-hmm. us. I thought you have great skin. Well, I have great skin, but we have a vitiligo and all that other uh, stuff. Oh, yeah, right? with our so skin. Like, like, it doesn't matter. Our diseases. Yeah, yes. join, join the club. Uh, a further six uh, in ten say their skin is drier than ever uh, from hand washing, sanitizing, showering during a pandemic. You had mentioned our our skin thing. I've, I have psoriasis. You have vitiligo, yeah. and you had sent me that uh, uh, story about um, oh the singer uh, who has uh, psoriasis. Uh, oh yes, um, uh, country singer Reba McIntyre. No, 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 no. The young one uh, when she was a kid. She had... Casey Musgraves. No, 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 no. no. She was a phenom when she was a little kid. Leanne oh, Leanne, Leanne Rimes. Rimes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, and she's got it bad. Like, all over. All over her back. There's a picture of her she took naked. Yeah. Uh, you can't see any of the of the fun parts. But yeah. um, her back is just looks like a pepperoni pizza. Right. And, and I was like, wow. So I have I've like a mild case of it. She, yeah. had, she had what would be considered a moderate case, I think. Right. Uh, there are people who have extreme cases where it's really, really bad. Have you but tried I, it? I didn't know that about her. No, neither did I. Never yeah. saw any, any sign of it. Uh, have you ever tried this stuff? Because I see the commercials all the time during Jeopardy! and Wheel of Fortune for a psoriasis, and they, um, the, the, um, Cindy Lauper is yeah, in one of them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's a um, that's an injection, I think, okay. that you can get. And I have done that type of thing before, and it does get rid of the problem, but it lowers your immune system, uh, and, and so no. you're taking some risks. But, no, I just I use topical steroids, and it, yeah. it works. works. You know, it works for me. yeah. So, yeah, look at this picture of her, guys. Yeah, oh, so yeah. yeah her back is all covered oh, with wow. that stuff. Yeah, so. and, and it's very cool that she did that. She yeah. Covered, like, yeah. sometimes people talk to me. I have I have the vitiligo on me. I'm I'm a splotchy Irishman to begin with, so it's no problem. But people who are dark complected, yeah, it's something that really is pronounced. Yeah, yours is minor. It's mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, just like me. You know, it's a thing to always remember, and it's something that's funny uh, when you stop and think about it. You are so sure that everyone mm-hmm. is just focused or fixated on something yeah. that a lot of times you bring it up to someone, and and nine times out of ten, I, I never even noticed. Right, like, yeah. like it's it's it becomes this thing to you. Yeah. And and it it can be liberating in a way to just say don't worry about it. You know? I feel embarrassed about complaining about dry skin. Yeah, and it's uh, my hands this year have gotten awful. And and so yeah, you've been wearing so gloves. I've been having to wear gloves. And and I, I have a dermatologist appointment. I was supposed to have it this week. It got pushed back because getting into the dermatologist yeah. is challenging. Um, but it's eczema for me. Yeah. And it's one of these things where you're like, it kind of feels like a wussy thing to admit that you're dealing with. But it's so 
freaking painful that I have to wear these gloves. Oh yeah. On. So and other there, you are in a boat with a huge boat with millions, I'll say, yeah. of other people, yeah. and and you always think I must be the only. It's, yeah. my, it's like. My, I'm sorry to no, interrupt. My, my dad had psoriasis on his hands, okay. and, and it was a pretty severe case. And Nick, he couldn't even make a fist. I Did mean, he, like it, it was cracking open so much it was so painful. Would, would they bleed, Preston? Oh, the yeah, oh, really? oh, horribly, okay. horribly bad. It was. I mean, these deep, these. I mean, little crevices all throughout his hands. Horrible. I saw. I saw. A, like this is not, and it's not really like a, a young old thing. I saw there was a young guy uh, on some show. You like a young act, like a YouTuber or something, and he had. He had basically that. Like, the skin was so dry. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. Uh, it's difficult to make a fist. Uh, yeah. they, they end up cracked and bleeding my hands. Um, uh, did your dad end up getting shots for it or uh, topical nah, he, stuff? No, he tried. Uh, he did all kinds of stuff. Uh, topical treatment, steroids, light treatment and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. But Nick just eventually... It just went away. No kidding. Wow. Yeah, which which can happen. Yeah. So hopefully that will happen to you. Yeah, I'll, I'll be in to see the dermatologist. I got uh, you know history of skin cancer in the family, et cetera, et cetera. So there are plenty of reasons to go to the derm is uh, you know at least once a year. But um, yeah, it's just it sucks yeah. having to deal with it. All right, uh, stinks. Let me see what else I got in the junk drawer. Kathy, I know your Mother's Day guide is uh, is coming out, and yeah. you're going to be hitting the local news stations and probably national news. It's so huge. I, I, think, I so. think it's going to go national for sure. Absolutely. But yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow's goop has unveiled her <laughs> annual Mother's Day gift guide. Okay. And there's everything from skincare to sleepwear to kitchenware to $105,000 luxury yacht trip in Croatia. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, Mine's that, a little cheaper. That'll pet mom up. <laughs> yeah. Here's a couple of things uh, to highlight. Uh, the yeah, the Crave Vesper Vibrator Necklace Ooh. is $149. I've seen more and more of these. I think there was a Jeopardy contestant wearing one the other night. It's oh, okay. yeah. the little vibe that hangs down from the neck, and uh, it's like a little pocket vibrator um, that's tiny, Shut but, up. It's, but it's a necklace. And I'm fairly certain. I think this you're was like right. two weeks ago. It looked like it was a weird thing. I was looking at it, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly certain this lady was wow. wearing a vibe around her neck on freaking Jeopardy. Okay, why are you wearing this around your neck? I, because it's like uh, I'm... For a I'm, neckgasm. I am, uh, no, I'm open with my... Sexuality. Yeah. I'm, I'm hip. I'm with it. Yeah. You know what? Let's ask uh, Dr. McDivitt yeah. yes. later on about that, about the uh, vibrator necklace. Okay. Yeah, yeah I've seen these. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, $150. Okay. If you want to get that for mom, keep in mind. Oh, yeah, mom. right. She knows mom, I something. So you can have sex. What's that? I was hitting a clip. Go ahead. Yes, sorry. I'm sorry? Yep. Okay. Uh, then you have uh, the do-it-yourself sushi kit. Uh, $29. It's a reasonably priced option, so that's okay. I got my son a sushi kit uh, for Christmas. Has he taken to it? Yeah, yeah, he's made some rolls, which is really cool. Uh, Or then you have the uh, Satya Twina Custom Night Sky Chart Hat. So it's a hat. Listen, it's a hat. Vibrators built into it. That is hand embroidered with the exact position of the stars, planets, and moon the moment you were born. And that is only $2,575. Well, that's easy. Yes. Uh, there's the Mom Group, which is an eight-week program for busy moms who want to get inspired in the kitchen. That's $500. You have the Soria Spa One-Year Transformation Program. So your mom can be treated to a body and soul makeover, including a, uh, four 10-day stays at the proper hotel in Santa Monica, a, retir- a retreat in Kauai, and more. <laughs> 
and uh, and it's only one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I have something similar on there, but it's not. What but is obviously, it? it's it's not that. But it, it, it's sort of like a med spa where you could go. It would be something that you would have to repeatedly go and and no, th- like oh, they're okay. going to like recover. At yeah. that, that, it, they're right. going to Hawaii to recover from a, their a treatment. De- right, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. So, so how 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 uh, much time do you need to invest in what you have to offer on your? Well, it, it doesn't matter. Like you can you can choose, but okay. it, it would be something where it would be ongoing. You'd have to go maybe four or six times. Like I got gotcha. you. All right. Uh, there's also an Hermes scrunchie, which is two hundred thirty dollars. Oh, I got a scrunchie <laughs> for two hundred thirty dollars. Just then, take the gum out of your mouth and wrap it around your hair. One more quick thing: a Brondell Swash fourteen hundred luxury bidet seat. Ooh, now I got my Amazon bidet <laughs> for thirty five, forty bucks. This is six hundred and fifty, so it's not. I mean, it's it's stupid expensive, yeah. but it's not. Tell only, you what, you know, crazy with like some of these prices. My bidet cleans out my butthole, but good. Uh, so you can check out Goop if you want to see her for her full list, but it's or her fur. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you want to see her fur. Probably there too. <laughs> yeah, to be honest. You know, her, you know, it makes fun, and it's kind of fun to watch it. Uh, uh, her her daughter makes fun of all her goo products. Oh yeah, yeah, and okay. uh, and has fun with it, and she's sort of introduced her own parody okay. line. Uh, you know what? Real quick, I know we're in the middle of the junk drawer, but I need to go to Craig. Hey, Craig. Good morning. Good morning, Preston. How you doing, Craig? Uh, I couldn't be better right now. Oh, you want to share some news with us? I just won five hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm very happy to hear that, Craig. First of all, congratulations to you. Where are you from, Craig? I'm in the beautiful section of Taconi right here in Philadelphia. Taconi. All right, so how many times have you entered uh, for this, Craig, do you think? Honestly, this is the first time I entered. Oh, my God. With five minutes left on the counter and threw the number in and saw a number from Massachusetts call me and was like, uh... I don't know anybody in Massachusetts, <laughs> but maybe I'll maybe I'll pick up the phone. Oh yeah. my! <laughs> so see, it can that first time out. It can, we happened one the other day. We had yes, one who was their time. first time ever texting, and they win the five hundred. Dude, Craig, that is awesome, dude. Five hundred bucks richer. Have a great weekend with that. Okay. Thanks, guys. WMMR rock. Yeah, yeah, baby. All right, Craig. I love it. Another chance coming up at ten a.m. It'll be here before you know it. All right. Uh, other items from the junk drawer. Let me dive in. Boing. The Fire Festival. Yes. Remember that? Yeah. Yes. Well, almost four years after the organizers were hit with a class, class action lawsuit, a settlement has been reached between organizers and 277 attendees of this infamous fest. Billboard reports that the lawyers representing ticket holders and the trustee charged with fire's assets reached a settlement where each of the victims in the class action lawsuit gets basically $7,200. Although that figure could be lower depending on uh, Fire's bankruptcy case with other creditors, which is still pending. They're getting hammered. So did you see either of those documentaries? I watched them both. I didn't, no. Uh, And um, Preston, it's just... uh, It's just an amazing story. The guy who is behind it all is so cavalier. And so, I mean... (laughs) <laughs> when it's cl- they are days away, literally days away from this festival, they have basically none of the promised super wattage acts. Everyone's backed out. 
There is no infrastructure. There is nothing in the way of accommodations built. They have no nothing. And this guy is riding a jet ski around the harbor, <laughs> dude. And I remember seeing the hype video of this yeah, thing, yeah. and and since then seeing what was advertised, yeah. and what was delivered, yeah. I don't think I'll ever believe hype videos like that anymore <laughs> no. because it showed like this raucous people on yachts, on jet skis, yes, you know, bottles of tequila. Woo! Women and yeah. good-looking guys, and everybody just having the absolute time of their life. Private yeah. planes, and models. Everything. Oh, yeah. and it was just garbage. Yeah, when you watch the documentaries, both of them, you sort of end up getting angry by the end of them because of, of what a disappointment it was. Uh, I've mentioned this guy before, Trevor DeHaas. He's the the one who took the photo of the uh, the cheese sandwich with the lettuce. And <laughs> yeah, the, you know, right. um, I don't understand NFTs, uh, but he has turned that photo into an NFT. So he's actually taken this photo and he's going to make some money off of it, which is great because uh, if anybody deserves it, it's Trevor. I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, so there, of the two, Nick, and I forget because there's one that's actually a little bit muted yeah. because it has um, there's involvement with some of the people who are involved in actually financing a little bit of the the first fire festival. But the the one that is more critical is that the Netflix one. There, yeah, or the Hulu one, one. One was Netflix and one was Hulu. I don't right. remember Steve, but, uh, yeah. but but one of them is actually the one that's more critical is the one you want to watch because it has just tons of damning footage. There are <laughs> there's a scene, <laughs> Preston. They were promised these sort of like. <laughs> Ian Fleming type, beautiful, you know, grotto sort of accommodations. What they have basically are FEMA huts and and mattresses still in their plastic, wow. stacked like thirty tall. They're, they have nothing, and just people are landing, going, "Oh my god, Man. it's a disaster!" So it was uh, Billy McFarland and uh, Ja Rule. Uh, was they were the the co founders? Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, so Ja Rule somehow skated without. Uh, you know, financial responsibility. Well, for there was this. an initial class action suit against McFarlane and Ja Rule, uh, and uh, I don't know what the status is of that. There are a couple of other things that are still pending on this. Uh, he McFarlane is currently serving a six-year prison sentence after pleading guilty to fraud charges. And, by the way, right up to the last moment, he was... Wheeling and dealing. I right. mean, like, even though he knew. You want to be on Fake your best you behavior, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. Uh, so there's a there's a settlement so far, but I don't know if it's yeah. we're, we're gonna have to we're gonna get a follow up on yeah. that and let you know where it goes. All and right, Hulu is the one you want to watch. All right, okay, there we yeah. go. Right. Um, see what else we got here. How's about this one? Uh, <laughs> uh, Instagram for kids oh, no. will never exist if the campaign for a commercial free childhood has its way. The nonprofit organization has coordinated a letter to Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg. Signed by health and child safety advocates calling for the company to abandon plans to launch a version of Instagram for children under age 13. Uh, They write Instagram, in particular, exploits young people's fear of missing out and desire for peer approval to encourage children and teens to constantly check their devices and share photos with their followers. The platform's (sighs) relentless focus on appearance, self-presentation, and branding presents challenges to adolescents' privacy and well-being. I really think social media overall has a great concern for the welfare of children. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, uh, you know, my kids are on Instagram, TikTok, and all that, and, and we, I think, were, as far as their classmates were concerned, were yeah. the last to allow it to happen. I, I'm actually a little bit encouraged about how they use it. Um, they're not... Uh, you know, the two oldest, because uh, the youngest isn't on it yet, uh, 
they're not as um, it's not as important to them to post, right? So they, that's good. Yeah, I mean, scrollers. honestly, Kate, yeah, I, I, I honestly, and I'm not, you know, listen, we were very, we were allowed to access a lot of stuff. We ha- we had oversight with the parents, but I mean, I, I think, man, I look at, I look at the way some kids are just seem to be hardwired into this stuff and are taking cues from all of this. And it's like, man, I don't know. I would. I might be really reticent to let draw the line on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, uh, my youngest is on TikTok. It started off as Musically, which was right. kind of different. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's the same format, but but it started off a little bit more innocently. Uh, but my other kids don't have social media. Well, Carter has a, an Instagram account, but he's never posted anything. Yeah, on yeah, it. yeah. So my my kids are just lightly yeah. on social media, which I'm happy about. Yeah, they post in their stories, and usually it is like a happy birthday to one of their friends, right. and and that's pretty much it. Yeah. And then like my son, I think he feels like he's maybe like the next Adam Schefter, and he uh, posts like the the next the newest trade or whatever signing in the NFL, okay. and that's pretty much it. Like, but this, I. I, I agree. This is kind of a bad idea. This is a bad idea. It's yeah, bad idea. yeah, yeah. It's, it's not. It, you don't need this. I mean, there, there's a. You know, let let development happen first without that, and then yeah, and then maybe make a decision when you're because a little bit older. It is an it, it's an artificial world, and you look at the amount of people who actually, in the broad scheme of things, who have the social media, the percentages that they're on, and then the amount of people who are actively creating content, it gets smaller and smaller. But the perception is this is what everything is. Now, in tandem to this, and this will be the last story, then we got to take a break, but uh, Instagram has been playing with uh, taking away the like counts for some users. Saw this. As of Wednesday, uh, they said, uh, let me see, the head of Instagram, Adam Mosseri, said, uh, we finally have some answers about this. Um, he tweeted a thread explaining that the platform is testing a new option that lets you decide the experience that's best for you, whether that's choosing not to see like counts on anyone else's post, turning them off for your own post, or keeping the original experience. He added that while they are currently testing this on Instagram, uh, they're also considering exploring similar experiences on Facebook as well. You know, the funny thing is, is that they'll, they'll talk about all these things they're doing to to make the experience better and so on and so forth. And yet, yet we know, we find out time and time again, whether it be Instagram or Facebook, that, they're, that, that they have been absolutely lying over and over again about data farming and about mm-hmm. the selling of data and about the, the accruing of information. And so like, okay, that's what you're saying you're doing, but we don't know, you know? And, um, and they, I, might, I might be open to uh, to not seeing likes because the one thing I, I my, my use on social media has dropped significantly. And, and you're happy. And I feel better for it. But, but if I do decide to post something like Caroline and I going yeah. on this uh, trip to Maine that we did, I posted um, some pictures um, I still, I found myself like the, the rat hitting the feeder bar, yeah. going back to see how many likes it had gotten. Yeah. And, and after a while, I'm like, why am I even doing, why do I even care? Yeah. Why am I even doing that? Right. Just post it, let it live and go away. Right. And, and let it be out there for people who might find it interesting. I don't need, I don't need that, whatever that feedback is coming in, I think. So I might try yeah, that out. I, I might, do. Yeah. My, my ego is so fragile. I need that. I need it terribly. <laughs> like, oh. People like this one. Love me. Yeah, terrible. Please love me. Casey's getting ready to make a new dance video today. He yeah. wants to be loved, and please, if you see it, like it. Yes, please, please like it. You don't even have to watch and, it. And make nice like comments. It. Please, yeah. God. Yeah. Don't yeah. comment about things in the background <laughs> yeah. or say that he brings down the show. Or <laughs> we all know that he does. No, <laughs> you do no. not. You, you are a major asset. Yes. You know You know how people like to try, you know. <laughs> all right, uh, so that's all we have time for in the junk drawer segment Steve, for now, you ready? friends. Oh yeah, yeah, music. Oh, all right, here we go. Hey. <laughs> I 
there it is. All right, so we'll come back in a moment because we have a few guests that are going to be joining us. Uh, John Doerr is going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and through the weekend, so we'll spend some time with him. And our sexologist doctor, who we have not talked to in years, uh, Dr. Jill McDevitt, just popped up on BuzzFeed. So we're going we're gonna to spend some time catching up with her. We'll be back in a moment. Make sure you stay put. Hear Dirty Honey's new track, Gypsy, and the Offspring's Swing Ska-inspired... We never have sex anymore. Plus, see Preston and Steve's recent video interview with Amy Lee of Evanescence. And check out this week's big friggin' deal from King Shooter Supply in King of Prussia. An hour of instruction and range time for just $75. Keyword deal. Our next guest is going to be at Helium. Uh, tonight and tomorrow, uh, eight o'clock tonight and no seven fifteen and nine thirty both nights. Then what does eight p.m. mean? It says tonight eight p.m. Uh, that was the, that tomorrow was and Sunday seven fifteen and nine thirty. I don't know what the hell. Yeah, I'm I don't know about. either. Well, maybe I was. Well, wrong. you know what? We should ask him. He's yeah. got a whole laundry list of things he wants to talk to about. Uh, is about. We saw a tweet <laughs> of uh, things he wants to cover. Yeah, we need to cover the. Uh, well, yeah, uh, during this uh, uh, particular conversation, which is the first time I've seen somebody do, and I appreciate it. that's great. Please welcome John Door <laughs> to our show this morning. Hey, John. Good morning, everybody. How's it going? Good, Good. morning. And it is morning for me. It, I just woke up because Philadelphia does this to me every time I come to town. But good morning and thanks for having me. All right. <laughs> we hate to do that to you, John. But... No, I love it. I couldn't be happier. It's my fault. It's not you. It's the city of Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Because did it... I end up at the Wawa late last night? Of course I did. Did I want to? No, I didn't. Did I have whiskey? Yes, I did. Did I want to? No, I didn't. So here we are. I know that I want. Did I want to? And yes, I did. Scenario quite well by the way your show, just to clarify this uh shows tonight what time are they yeah the shows are 7 15 okay. and 9 30 yeah right. last night last night show was eight o'clock but 7 15 9 30 friday saturday so okay. we're right we're right yeah, sure. uh, do you want to do you want to address the topics that uh that uh, john wants to discuss here because <laughs> I, th- I think they're both legitimate well for, first of all in his tweet he says looking forward to a chin wag <laughs> what i, I don't know conversation term. is that what is it that is? what it is i've never heard that term before well, we're having a chin wag right now, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I a chin it. wag would be us wagging our chins. Okay. There we go. A conversation. I didn't so, know yeah, if it I meant mean... like rubbing chins on each other or something like that. <laughs> that would be chin rub, I Perhaps guess. Perhaps an Alaskan thing. Not in this new virus world we live in. No. no rubbing of chins. We'll just be wagging our chins. I think maybe that's an expression I grew up with in uh, Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Here's another one. Have you ever heard the expression, uh, you've had the biscuit? You had the biscuit? Wow. I have never heard that, I've, and I've yet heard, I'm intrigued. I've heard the term biscuit used for a hockey puck. Does it have anything to do with that? <laughs> no, it doesn't, actually, okay. but you're right. Um, okay. So my my mom, like, I, I thought everyone grew up hearing the same expressions. It's how naive and dumb I am. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with my mom saying things like, if I had a tattered, ratty old cardigan or a shirt, she'd say, oh, that shirt's had the biscuit. Okay. It means... And so I just accepted it, and then one day I looked into it. Had the biscuit uh, comes from World War One. It's slang or a euphemism for trench warfare. If someone was dying, they would bring the priest in to offer the Eucharist, which got nicknamed the biscuit. The biscuit. So you'd, you'd say, "Did you hear what happened to John? Uh, is he okay? No, he's had the biscuit, which wow. meant he died." So there's my mom. And good morning, everybody. Um, there's my mom. There's my mom throwing around World War One trench warfare slang to describe my shirt, and she doesn't even know it. So Do you know now what? I'm raising it. 
Now I'm raising a seven-year-old using it, not even realizing. I, like I that. love that. I love the perpetuation like it. of it. I am fascinated by that sort of uh, uh, those those sort of things, those phrases, those colloquialisms. And I I get sad when you know you, you the ones that perhaps just get cast off into the ether. But th- God bless you and your family for keeping the the uh, the salutation that a dying World War One soldier would get. <laughs> I love it. Right, so yes. Those weren't even the topics that no, you no, 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 no. He's he's, to... he's he's a fountain of of good topics. Let's get the topics handy. Once talks about the flyers. Okay, what intrigues you about the flyers? Well, we don't have to talk about it. I was just throwing it out there. No, I, I think no, it's no, good. No, we'll what I it. want to find out about is the second topic. And uh, as a rock station, Preston, you want to bring up this? It says Tim, the band from Mighty Norristown. Well, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Philadelphia, to me, are the suburbs. The true downtown <laughs> is Norristown. I think we all believe that. Oh, so, yeah. so Philadelphia is the suburb of Norristown. Yes. I mean, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I'm sure technically that's not correct. But I think some of the world's greatest people have come out of Norristown, especially Tim Bader, Matty Bader, who formed the band Tim the Band. We talked about this last time, I believe. Okay. I have a clip of them here real quick. Hang on. We got time on our side. I think I remember, yes, having that conversation about Tim the Band with you, uh, John, but I don't recall all of it, so you have to, you know, re uh, introduce us. <laughs> well, the Baders, I mean, the Baders are, are royalty in Norristown, and so they should be. And, uh, yeah, you know, they grew up scrapping and made their way out to Los Angeles, at least Maddie and Tim, and, yeah, that's their band. So okay. I hear stories about Norristown about every couple of days from the beautiful Tim Bader, and I just cackle and howl at that childhood. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's it. So, a uh, friend of mine from Norristown, Tim uh, the band. Are they like like the, the, the craze were in the 60s in London? Is that what the, the Baders were to Norristown or are for Norristown? <laughs> No, no, not at all. Uh, uh, they grew up basically just fighting and trying to survive. That's oh, okay. Uh, a, a rags to riches story. Uh, a, well, a, a rags to uh, their the clothes have still had the biscuit, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> a rags to biscuit rags. <laughs> so I, I did. I did invoke uh, uh, Alaska uh, as we were chatting earlier. You're, you're still a resident, yes or no? Have you? Because I know you're you're doing so much. Working, you have a couple of shows that you're working on. Are are, are you now in, in Canada? Where are you? I'm in Alaska. Yeah, I hunkered down in Alaska during the pandemic. I moved up there, uh, you know, pre-pandemic and was still traveling out of Alaska. But then, yeah, I mean, I, I, I hunkered down for about a, a year straight. But during the pandemic, we were lucky to make a show for the CBC in Canada uh, called Humor Resources, where I played a human resources manager for stand-up comedians. I love it. I I was watching some, I was wholly unaware of it, and then I went on your site and I was watching it. You are, in fact, you're dressed basically like every human resources uh, uh, person I've ever (laughs) met in my life. Thank you very much. And and you're giving sort of the the interview, so to speak, to these comedians, and I I found the Sarah Silverman uh, exchange particularly funny. Yeah, it was a ball to make. Like we, uh, we just thought it would be so funny the concept of forcing stand-up comedians who naturally are uh, free-thinking, creative human beings that are allowed to make mistakes, uh, but the expectation for them to be perfect out of the gate and to make comedy and make everyone happy under one big comedy tent. So all the customer. 
comments are valuable and important. <laughs> and so you're basically trying to turn something creative and uh, um, creative and personal into something that the entire world will accept. So it really is fun to see comedians push back on my dumb ideas to make uh, stand-up comedy corporate. So is, this, know, is this a YouTube series? No, it was on in Canada. Okay. Uh, we're in currently... Uh, yeah, it's currently being any, anyway. We'll know more about the United States sale, but we're uh, yeah. It aired in Canada on the CBC, so it was broadcast and uh, only available in Canada unless you can get around it because it's geo blocked. Yeah, I, I, ne- I never got this. We talked about this last time you heard John. There, there's like a lot of people don't realize like like Lauren Michaels and a lot of people Canadians were doing great comedy that we were wholly unaware of in yeah. the states. And then only when they, you know, when they ventured down here, did we start to realize how talented they were. But what, I don't, I don't understand that geo blocking stuff. Well, I mean, it's, I, I, I get, I mean, you can get around it, but I don't know if we're, yeah, if it would be exactly the same. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just you don't, you have such a market and population for your own. You can consume your own television and media, whereas in Canada we have to protect. Yeah. television and media, or else we'd be overwhelmed by the United States, right? Mm-hmm. So places like the CBC, they make sure that you have to have a certain amount of Canadian programs on television, and then there, you get points for all these in funding for, you know, having a Canadian, Canadian writers, Canadian star, et cetera. Otherwise, the United States, with its jugger, the juggernaut <laughs> that it is and its money, would, it would just all be Fraser, Cheers, and Cosby Show, and we'd just be <laughs> it's, overwhelmed with it growing up. It's just too much. I, you know, it's it's something I've always been, it, we've always found fascinating, like with the Juno Awards and things of that nature, and 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 and, and uh, you know we we've heard that on uh, Canadian radio there has to be a ratio of Canadian artists to uh, yeah. to, to artists from other, and, and it's always been like that seems kind of weird, but I also I do get it in a way. Yeah, I get it. You know, yeah. um, but uh, I, I, I'm of two minds. I, I'm not exactly sure where I fall. I mean, I'm I'm happy that it exists because Canadian culture is important to preserve. But it's interesting when the government gets involved yeah. in, in who or who dis- it's it's complicated because the cream still rises to the top. If you're undeniable, you will make a good living at whatever you want to do in arts in Canada, regardless. Especially now with the internet, you have ways of reaching so many different people without the help. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough but one. It's weird. I, I remember when when SCTV became a thing, <sighs> and we th- this whole cavalcade of. Genius Canadian comedians came into the the pop culture world of the U.S. and it was just it was outstanding. It rocked my world, and it ended up on uh, Channel Nine in New York. It was like eleven o'clock at night, and I, I remember trying to get the message out, John, about this great show, and people were like, and I, I said, where, where 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 are all these people? But I mean, no, it, listen, it works out. Uh, and and but you've done a lot of stuff. So besides the Human Resource Show, you've had give us the you actually had the John Door Show, right, which was uh, up there as well. Yeah, I was very lucky to do that show. I actually, so <laughs> believe it or not, so you had your American Idol going on. And in Canada, uh, there was a version called Canadian Idol. And I was actually one of the co-hosts on that program. Were, you the, were you the John Fugelsang of the, uh, <laughs> or the uh, what, Ryan? Because uh, there was a comedian in the, when American Idol first started here. Oh, no, that Brian was Dunkel- Brian Dunkelman. Dunkelman. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Yes, Brian Dunkelman. Were you the Brian Dunkelman of the, of the pairing? Uh, possibly, yeah, I don't really remember, like, his contribution to the American Idol show, but the Canadian Idol show we had, like, uh, there was the host, Brent Ben Mulrooney, son of Prime Minister Brian Mulrooney, 
And so he was the host, and I would do stories with the kids. Like oh. I called a correspondent. I go out and do all these stories, and then every episode I'd be brought in to introduce the stories. It was ridiculous and fun. I'd throw mustaches out to the audience. It was very family-friendly, ridiculous. It was ridiculous. But anyway, so I started there, and then as – so just to give you an example of what's going on in Canada while you guys are doing American Idol. But, uh, so out, but out of that show, I formed a relationship and got to make my own television show called the John Doerr Television Show and you know hire a bunch of friends and editors and writers and oh my goodness it was madness that was a show i was very lucky to do because it's just filth and juvenile and misdirections <laughs> and gross lots of laughs and yeah that developed an audience that is still pretty faithful when i go back to canada and i do stand-up comedy these people come out and they shout out you know catchphrases much like they would uh if you ran into the sdtv guys back in the day you know, uh, you know Hearing you describe everything and seeing some of the stuff pop up and these things occasionally pop up, we, I have to admit we feel a little bit robbed that we're not getting access to this. <laughs> well, I'll talk to your local Please, your talk local to your broadcast. talk to your service provider. <laughs> yes, talk to your service provider. Too. You can do. Well, I tell you what, I will send you guys links if you want. I don't. You never have to watch them, but I'll just send you links to uh, the TV show we made, and you can watch them. They're downloadable links. Spread them to the world. All right, care. all right. Well, well, we'll take you up on that. Hey. I, I wanted to ask John about uh, living in Alaska. It's, it's obviously it's beautiful country. It's amazing, but it is it's remote. It's way out there. What are the complexities that come with uh, residing in that state? Complexities with residing. Yeah, so stand up comedian. It would be difficult in that. The only I live in Juneau, Alaska. Yeah. So if I'm gonna get if I'm gonna go anywhere. I have to connect through Seattle. So the only complication is I have to fly uh, very early in the morning if I'm going to make, make it anywhere same day. I couldn't fly Juno to Philadelphia same day and do a show that night. It wouldn't work. I'd have to do a stopover the night before. So that's the only complicated aspect. Otherwise, not a big deal. Not okay. a big deal. It's like right. living anywhere else in the United States and traveling and to it, work. And it's worth it for you to, to be there. You, you love it there to, to deal with the, the hassle of the travel. I love my girlfriend. <laughs> yes, as I recall, that was the impetus for the moving to Alaska, right? Now, if there's no, there's no way I'd live in Alaska if she didn't live there and okay. she didn't have her daughter in school there, and there was a biological father involved that was making things complicated. Otherwise, right. we'd live anywhere else. Or to I be would honest, encourage the family to move to a place called California, sunny uh, all the time. <laughs> You know, John, a lot of people don't know that it was not the gold rush that sent people to Alaska. It was the troublesome ex who was forcing them all to, yes, to go there, up there. There, there, there is, yeah. That's why the Canadian goes up there. To try and go, hey, hey, let's not fight anymore. Hey, maybe I can help this family out. I'll tell you this, and again, I say this. Uh, the vacation that my wife and I took to Alaska, it is just magnificent. And when you can have something like that, in your backyard to remind you of just where exactly you sit in the universe, that's got to be a, a good stabilizing thing. If you can think that way all the time, absolutely. My problem is I get distracted. So, like, to paint, yeah, you've just painted an incredible picture and reminded me that, yeah, if you want to feel gratitude, it really is walk outside, listen to the babbling brook, yeah. maybe a little bit of snow falling, uh, an eagle soaring overhead, the northern light. That is magical. But I'll be honest with you. Uh, the day you still get into the day to day grind, and then you remind yourself, "What am I doing up here?" So, I mean, I'm only human, yeah. and as much as I want to be awe inspired by its beauty, I don't hunt, I don't fish. Uh, hiking is eh, 
So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I will tranquilize a bear and have a nap on its belly, but I'll never kill it. <laughs> That's more my style. No, uh, yeah, I see. John, for somebody who, who travels and, and works a lot, and, and obviously it's been different and, and things are starting to loosen up and get a little bit more uh, back to normal, and hopefully in a few months uh, um, even more so, um, when you are working and you do have free reign and you can go places, are you? Do you go from the hotel to the gig and back to the hotel, or do you like to take in your surroundings a bit? You know, I used I used to pretty much just be hotel gig, uh, try and sleep the day away. But I am changing. I depends on the city, obviously. But for instance, so after being in this pandemic, I, I, I you know, I try to be. I'm, I'm trying to be more grateful and 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 not take for granted being in different cities and being on the road. So last weekend, I'm in Indianapolis. Things are starting to open up there a little bit more. I rented a car. I went out to the India Grand, uh, you know, gambled on some ponies, uh, sat out in the sun, had a beer. For the first time in a long time, I felt like a human being right. uh, who, was, who was loving life. And uh, so, yeah, I'm trying to do more of that. That's why I hit the Wawa last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you got yeah, lit things, up. Yeah. Things to see in Philadelphia, the Wawa at 3 a.m. is definitely one of them. <laughs> but I mean, I'm so mad at myself. <laughs> let me ask you, are you more inclined, uh, as, as someone who's now trying to re-embrace the different areas you're going to, are you... You go to an area and they're known for a um, a moderately impressive canyon or the world's largest block of styrofoam. Which are you? <laughs> which are you going to check out? Well, I'm going to do a canyon. Okay, all right. Well, that's yeah. Then there, then you 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 you're you're embracing the the right things. I think. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, it depends though. Don't get me wrong. Like, let's talk more about this ball of styrofoam <laughs> for the largest block. Uh, yeah, <laughs> where how how big how big is the largest? Let, let's say let's say medium high rise. And where is it? Indoors, outdoors, Out, outdoors. It's outdoors. Is there a tent cover? Now I'm curious about this block of styrofoam. No, mind you, it's know. a fictitious block, but I'm trying to set parameters that I might entice doing, you. But yeah, I'm being honest with you, yeah. you've created a scenario here that's very it's, it's forced me to ask a lot of questions. This me- isn't as simple as Leno or Letterman. Like, <laughs> no, I see. I, I, it was a lot more complex than I originally. Do you? Uh, let me wow. ask you this, and, and all of you guys, do you remember? Uh, maybe this is a toy that only I remember. But when mm-hmm. uh, there were super large styrofoam building blocks. That that connected together. I don't know if they had them in, in yeah, Canada. Yeah, that sounds vaguely familiar to me, Steve. Um, and I don't know why I'm asking this of you right now, John Doerr, But but I but it, it did you have something similar in Canada? That they, these toy growing up where you could literally build a fort or an igloo or something out of the, these styrofoam connecting blocks. I don't remember that. Like, are they like 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 an igloo or a fort that you could fit inside of? Yes. So so think of like oh super God. large styrofoam Legos. No, I don't remember this yeah. at all. If I was a parent of a kid and one of the grandparents gave my children a toy like that, I would kill them. <laughs> oh, another giant thing. We need to fill up another room in the house. <laughs> oh my god. Well, you 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 have a you you say your daughter um or is it, is it your daughter uh, your own yeah, daughter? My, okay. If I might as well, yeah. Yes. I, I'm her bonus parent from her. Yeah, you know, <laughs> sure. She's okay. my daughter. Okay, and you're saying she has she's showing signs of uh, of of some some comedy chops. Oh, she's very funny. She's absolutely hysterical. And she's now being, like, she knows when she's being funny, which is very interesting to yeah. observe. She now, I have to be careful. She was kind of a one-note joke person. She loves the sound of her own flatulence, and it was <laughs> happening over and over again. And I t- I tried to have these conversations with her. I treat her very much like an adult. And I say, listen, we need to diversify your comedy palette because you're one note right now, and it's pretty close. It's a B-sharp. 
And so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. But it's fun to have these conversations with her. And then, so now what she does is she's learned impressions. So she'll ah. do impression, but she'll do an impression of me. <laughs> And it makes me laugh, so she does it all the time. She'll lift, hike her pants up above her waist, and then she'll walk up to me and say, Hi, my name's John. Where's my coffee? Where's my cell phone? Toy, toy, toy. impression of me. Now, this is a seven-year-old doing this. Wow. Yeah, wow. The, problem, the problem is she now does it with her mom. And I'm like, okay, I created this. So now yeah. she'll walk up to her mom. And then the impression is always the same. It's always, hi, my name is, states the name of the person she's doing the impression of, does a very unflattering voice, and then talks about the things that person's always losing, and then says, doi, doi, doi. So There's something to be to, said for that. She's getting laughs, man. Yeah. yeah, you've created that. I created but now we have to explain, okay, calm, you can't, you can't make fun of other people. So it's the kind of thing where it's like you need, I tried to have a conversation with her. You're going to explore the boundaries of what's funny with your friends. And, you know, you have to be very careful because you don't want to be insulting. So trying to explain different kinds of comedy. And I realized it's all just one big pain and I never should have gone up to Alaska. <laughs> it's all been a, a horrible mistake. Oh but uh, yeah, but you're here in Philadelphia, and live comedy is happening, and that's that's all you need to know. Yeah. yeah, well, there's much more to know, but if you're curious to know about the Helium Comedy Club this weekend, uh, the shows are really, really fun. And, uh, yeah, it's so fun to be back in Philadelphia. Like, uh, I know not everything's open full capacity. We're still trying to figure out yeah. and navigate this virus, but uh, it feels so good to be in this city. Well, have a good time this weekend, John. We thank you for uh, checking in, and we'll send people out shows tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday as well. So you can get t- tickets at uh, heliumcomedy.com. John Doerr, everybody. Yeah! Thanks, John. All right, we'll see you later, man. Nice. Uh, he's great. I love yeah, him. yeah. Uh, and I think we can slide right into our next guest. Yeah. Oh. Which is really cool because she's all set to go and she's going to join us via Zoom. And the reason that we are going to talk to her is yesterday, uh, BuzzFeed's a great website. I get all kinds of uh, great information uh, from uh, that site for, you know, lists and things for us to talk about. And I saw one yesterday uh, that had to do with... Um, uh, it, it pointed out the, the the title was this sex doctor is pointing out all the toxic ways society makes us view sex and it's so important and so I, I go on these lists and I scroll down and I see a familiar face and I'm like get out of here yeah. get the f out and she she's coming on our show a few times used to reside in the Westchester area helped us host a really fun party a ladies only ladies night party we yeah. did a sorority party that was a blast and now she's living on the west coast. Put your heart and she's got a theme song. So. <laughs> San Diego, right? Nick is where yes, she is. Yes, sir. Yeah. That thing for China. She's our favorite sexologist, Dr. Jill McDevitt. Hey, Jill. <laughs> or doctor. How are you? Wonderful. Excellent. So great to talk to you and see you again. You too. It's been years. Uh, how long have you been in San Diego? Gosh, this will be year seven. Wow. It feels, seven. I can't believe it's been so long. Yeah, no kidding. And what what are you what what are you doing for a living? Because you you had owned a a, a shop in uh, Westchester that they kept trying to shut down, <laughs> if I remember correctly. <laughs> we can't have any of that in our neighborhood. Um, but what what are you doing uh, for a living? Yeah, so I'm um, still doing uh, adult sex education, workshops, classes, and I, and I have a private practice. So I uh, see couples and individuals 
one-on-one to okay. work. I work on their sexual happiness. That's awesome. To be a sexually thriving and happy person. And how did this uh, BuzzFeed article come about? They uh, they just found my Instagram, um, which, you know, I use social media a lot to, you know, start conversations and just put out educa- education and material for people to learn and think about sexuality in different ways and they spotted it and i thought it was just going to be a small interview but ended up being quite a large feature so that was lovely well you know it's funny because we had like two or three things that that just popped up in the course of normal conversation and things that have started to float out you know as we're coming out of of uh and going in the right way you know with the the pandemic and everything and a phrase that has been has popped up it was actually used on a couple of of uh in a couple of articles uh, the whoring twenties is what we've heard, and, 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 and mm. describing the what would be like the sort of debaucherous Gatsby-like return to um, you know intimacy as as people get uh, get their vaccinations and it's a healthier situation. What's your take on all that? I, it's going to be really fascinating to watch it unfold. You know, I have clients who. Who, who are single and wanting to date and, and how do you find people and how do you meet someone if you can't see someone in person or you have to stay six feet away or people in long distance relationships who got stuck apart and haven't been able to have any physical intimacy of any kind in a year. And, and so this uh, lack of human touch and yeah. this lack of intimacy, yeah, I think when, <laughs> when it's allowed to go back to at least somewhat normal, I think it's going to... Um, uh, I hope that there can be an opportunity for people to really lean into that. I think sometimes we go through life and we don't prioritize this part of ourselves as much or real think it's important enough to like spend time on and, and spend energy thinking about. And so now that we know that many people know what it's like to go without, <laughs> when you're allowed again, I think it's going to be like, wow, this is worth, um, yeah, thinking well- about differently than maybe we have before do you think we will see that that sort of um, um you know a dam breaking um sort of thing will 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 it will it will the pendulum swing very much past center and uh you know will will there be will there be because with that obviously comes then a, a panacea of other issues like you know regular social diseases and stuff like that you know uh, and other things that were were here before covid yeah, I think I think there's a good chance of that. I think I think that's actually already happening. And that was one of the questions at the beginning of the pandemic is how is how is sexuality and relationships already changing throughout it? And, you know, my, pra- you know, th- 2020 business wise was the best year I ever had really? by double huh. by double, because I think when we're in such a difficult social situation as we've all been for the last year it starts to make you realize what is actually important and so i've had more people saying you know my sexuality issues or communication problems or intimacy stuff or whatever their deal is was on the back burner of life but they had other things to keep them occupied but now when they're stuck at home alone and lonely and um they're like yeah wow this it's time to work on this so i think these shifts are already happening um (laughs) 
sex toy sales are record numbers, you know, <laughs> people are just like, what else do we have to do? Right. So yeah, I think it's, I think, yes, I think it probably will swing. Okay. Jill, <laughs> Jill, the phrase I've heard uh, over and over again is a uh, waxed and vaxxed and, you know, people are, are getting ready to head out and, and not only are we yeah. working our way out of the pandemic, but we're just literally working our way into warmer months too. Um, so yeah. if you can compare and contrast a little bit about, um, people who have been in relationships, cause I think if relationships have survived, the pandemic, uh, they can survive any, uh, survive anything uh, versus um, single people coming out of the pandemic. Yeah, I think for um, single people, I my hope is that these opportunities to be intimate and find people and find connection are going to be easier. That um, any type of hangups that people might have had bef- beforehand with with the ghosting and you know the sending messages but not following up and all that kind of like dating drama that happens on apps and things. I think people might get a little bit more, okay, let's, let's meet up and buckle down and get together. Um, I think as far as the STI question, um, (laughs) the masks, right? This is the part where I'm like, ah, in some ways, disease is very in the forefront of our mind. We've been talking about the ways that it passes and how you can carry it, but not have symptoms and all these things that, you know, sex educators have been talking about with STIs for years and years. So that's in some ways I'm thinking, but we can't get people to wear masks. <laughs> so I'm wondering, <laughs> what is this, how is this going to relate to uh, safer sex methods? Are people right. going to reject that or have some type of, uh, yeah. Mask on their penis. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it, 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 it's it's a juggling game. There was something else we brought up earlier concerning a, a piece of jewelry. What was that? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a vibrator necklace that apparently, like, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, her website Goop, is as for a Mother's Day gift, a, uh, a, a it's a small vibrator that's that's on a necklace. Uh, and Nick had said that, and Casey both, that they have noticed women wearing these. In yeah. fact, you saw an episode of Jeopardy where maybe a contestant was wearing one. It's pretty discreet. It doesn't look like a vibrator when you first see it. Um, but I think, you know, part of the reason for wearing it is not only can you get away with wearing a vibrator around your neck, but it also speaks a little bit to uh, I'm a little sexually forward. You know, I'm, I'm forward thinking when it comes to this type of jewelry, you know, but it, it looks nice, but it. Also, it serves them. Do you think it sends that message, too? That's kind of a a flag that somebody might be waving? I think, I I would say it more is like, um, almost like an empowerment of why someone might wear sexy underwear, knowing that maybe no one's going to see it, but it just puts you in a space where you are, you know, aware that this is around. Right. Like, like, okay, Okay. so this, it's kind of a, a happy medium. Casey was wondering why someone yeah. would wear that as opposed to just stick it in your pocket or yeah. in your purse right. or wherever you may want to keep it. So I was just curious about that. Hey, I did want to address uh, some of the things that were that were in that that BuzzFeed article. Uh, sure. uh, you know, toxic ways society makes us view sex, and uh, and you know, you would you had alluded to the fact that um, uh, shame about sex is is taught, and that that can happen early on as well. Can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah. Gosh, how many. How many hours we have? <laughs> I, I could, oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, okay. So we, we all were taught these shame-based messages. And, you know, I, I was joking. I don't teach anybody anything. I unteach. You know, I help them unlearn what they were taught so they can go back to their um, normal state. A lot of the people, you know, that I see professionally 
don't actually have a sexual problem or dysfunction of any kind. They're actually perfectly happy and healthy, except for the fact that they think something is wrong because of the shame that they were taught. Mm. So they're like, I want to be able to tell my spouse what I like. I want to be able to ask for specific acts, but that's going to make me a bad girl or that's um, going to make me, you know, that's a sin and that's wrong and women aren't supposed to do that. And, you know, so it's these types of messages. So they're like, there's something wrong with me. And it's, well, no, there's nothing wrong with you other than you think that there's something wrong with you for being a sexual being. So, um, yeah, so from from everything between um, sometimes intentionally, like it's deliberately taught. And I could tell you some horror stories that people have told me of the things that they've been explicitly told by their parents and others. But also it's just this um, this kind of passive information right so like an example i use is a very young child you're teaching this is this is your nose and these are your ears and all the body parts and then skipping skipping the genitals right or using incorrect terminology for them and little cutesy you know hoo-ha and that type of thing and so the message is a shame-based message oh whatever this area is we can't talk about it Mm. something's going on there right um So that's what I mean. Just kind of these passive little bits of information we all pick up throughout our entire lives. Well, I I, I, I see. So here's where I see a a lot of issues. Just I've gotten Discovery Plus recently and there are a ton of crime and and serial killer stories. And I mean, like every other story has somebody early on in life. Yeah. Traumatized. Traumatized by something sexual or, or like you, like at the Ed Gein story, we just had the guy, the guy who just did a documentary is the guy. Basically it was Norman Bates, the basis for Norman Bates. His mother shamed him and told him women were filthy. And then he has to stay away and fight those feelings. And so he ends up making a skin suit out of dead women. So, you know, so, so this is, I mean, not that obviously that's an anomalous case, but not, Sadly, not too too much of an anomaly, but it can be that profound when you like that match at an early age. Yes, yeah. I mean, the recent recent uh, semi recent horrible story about the one um, the mass shooting of the uh, of of the of the Asian women yeah. the the massage therapist, and then you know him saying well his issue you know he he had sex addiction, which is actually not a real clinical diagnosis. That's just like a made up thing. Yeah, um, and saying yeah, you know he was taught this is bad. He had the feelings. He felt guilt about them. He took it out on them in a horrible, horrible way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's obviously doesn't always thankfully lead to that dramatic and horrible of an outcome, but just in people's lives. Yeah. It shows up in all kinds of unfortunate ways. So yeah, yeah that's the social messaging. <laughs> right, know, yeah, and, yeah. and it's interesting because we've raised our kids and, and have been fairly open with our discussions about sex and so on. I now have teenagers and, you know, a couple that are in, into adulthood now and but you know along the way um you know it's it <laughs> when when they start to become sexually active at how can you be caution cautioning them on on uh, diving into things uh maybe a little bit too soon um, I'm not saying yeah. I'm in that case, but I know some people have. All of a sudden, you start to see some tendencies like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, hold on back. Yes, I know we've been very open about all this, but yeah, there are some dangers that you need to be made aware of. Those are discussions that need to be have had as well. Don't you agree? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the dangers, um, not just physically, but also emotionally. You know, getting your heart broken, hurting other people, uh, mistreating others. You know, miscommunicate. You know, all the the emotional, the relationship, and you know, physical 
um, you know, the pregnancy and all those things too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, to speak to your question about, well, how do you have those conversations and especially not do it in a shame-based way? I think it's especially easier as, as it sounds like you've been doing is to, if you've been talking all along and it's been a natural, just part of your family dynamic, it's easier to just have some conversations be about the tough stuff mixed in with, you know, the other dynamics rather than not saying a word for, for 15 right. years and all of a sudden are like, sit down, let's have a talk. Here's right. a condom. You <laughs> yeah. know, don't come yeah. home pregnant. Well, <laughs> Preston's, been, Preston's been very smart about that. He he has me talk to them. Yep. Yeah. And I think Please, that talk, that... To, talk to Uncle Steve. <laughs> now, doctor, uh, uh, listen, I have uh, I have children as well, and it is uh, this topic has uh, definitely been something that I've been thinking of uh, basically since they were babies, right? Now they're of an age where I, I feel like I do need to talk to them, um, and I don't want to I don't want to damage them um, because we're all here because of sex. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there, there's a there's a reason and it's fun and, and it can be fun. But like the one thing that I keep, you know, kind of going over in my head uh, time and time again, when I do eventually have the talk with them, because it you know, I don't want to talk to them about like you know, it's because it's not a bad thing. But I want them to know that sex is something that you do with somebody it's not you it's not something you do to somebody and it's not something that they that somebody does to you that i want them to know that there should be a healthy you know relationship and that it's something that you do together i don't know if that is the how, right approach how do you foster that how do you how do you create that that understanding of that yeah one of the great tools is what they call teachable moment so you're just going about life and something happens um it could be a million, you see a billboard, there's a, you, you're in the grocery store, you pass the condom mile, you're watching a TV show or a movie that references something, a news article, something, and you use that moment to open a conversation. So you say, hey, you see how this, um, this, this couple is acting in this TV show? That's not actually how it how it really is you know this is just a movie here's what my values are on this topic right. here's what i think you know how they're acting that's you know, you know or see this um whatever right so you kind of see something happy you know i don't know how old your children are but something like oh you know who a guest we had on the show today this is what this person does for a living what do you think of that you know so also asking questions that's the other thing instead of doing more of the talking i think parents a lot of times get caught up in like what am i supposed to say um it's amazing how much you don't have to say if you just kind of Ask what they think, mm. and then let that yeah. kind of guide. That's a good idea because the whole sit down. Okay, it's time to talk about this thing. Yeah. Is I've got a little PowerPoint. Maybe, maybe, you can, yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe you can do some little yeah. little nudges here every now and then to, well, to to get them comfortable with that. The other part of it is is uh, you know my wife and I we're two different people with two different perspectives, and we need to when it comes to this, we need to have sort of a united front as far as like okay, how do we want this to be taught. Do you know what I mean? So that that's that's a bridge you have to cross. So so can you both agree that sex is something that should be monetized? <laughs> <laughs> by the way, question, yeah. uh, Doctor Jill, can uh, a yeah. sexologist like yourself with questions like that Casey have and other people might listening have? Is, is that something that you cover in your services? Sit down and talk about how oh, you absolutely. can broach the subject with your kids. Absolutely, and okay. it's such a common thing that I actually designed this um, ten day like online course. So you don't even have to like go through like a personal one-on-one. I mean, we can, you know, dynamically make it to your specific needs and your specific family. But if you're like, I just want some tips. I have like an online course, 10 day challenge. Every day is a new tip strategy. I'm talking to children age appropriately, all ages. So if you have children between two and 18, it's how to talk to that age 
at their developmentally appropriate level. What's your website, by the so, way, where people can access that? Or should they go through your social media? Uh, thesexologist.org. Yeah, social media is best. Um, All right. We'll put the links up. Yeah, we'll put the links up. By the way, one more thing. A text came in. It says, Dr. Jill punched my buddy in the balls in high school. (laughs) He probably deserved it, though. Do you remember that? (laughs) What? (laughs) Which one? I don't know. It's just a text that I saw. Oh, I I mean, okay. (laughs) Was that how you got your... Yes, yeah, you should punch so many guys in the balls. So many balls, so 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 many punches. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to remember. Uh, Well, Dr. Jill, we unfortunately we have to take a break because we've had this contest we're doing and we gotta stay on time for it, but it is wonderful to catch up with you. Want to congratulate you on your success. It was really cool to see you pop up on BuzzFeed. And I think we should stay in touch, and maybe when we have another question, uh, uh, get you on again. I'll tell you what, I'll, we'll yeah, do that is anytime. That yeah, as well as when we answer questions. when we can have another uh, sorority party or something oh, like that. You remember our party we had? Oh, and you're, gosh, you're... that was so fun. <laughs> Wasn't that great? Oh, what a blast that was! Yeah, yeah, yeah. we got to do that. Excellent. Well, listen, I think there was a paddle involved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. usually yes. is. Usually and you is, had yeah. a sticker. It was the best. I can't even say it on the air. It's about an anatomically yeah. sensitive <laughs> part of a woman, and it says the CLI. T is the S H I T. I love it. You can spell it for the best. Letters are good. All right. You rock, Dr. Jill. Have a great weekend. Thank you. We'll you see you soon. Sexologist Dr. Yay! Jill McDevitt. And with that, we need to take a break because we got the B file. And of course, we have uh, the presidency money clip coming up. So we'll return in a second. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's local shots. That's right, and this month's artist is Liz DeLise. Liz DeLise, your local shots artist of the month for April. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. Oh, my God. It's 10. We got to do this. 93.3 WMMR. It's time for a Preston and Steve money clip. Hey, Larry. Now, here's your money clip keyword. All right, now I have the word. This is our keyword. It is the word luck. L-U-C-K. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways for you to do that. You can text it to our special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you want to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize as well, you can enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest. That person will get a call from Beasley, so make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com, and it is sponsored by Hyundai City. The word again is luck, L-U-C-K, and good luck to you. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. And it's brought to you by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil that is manufactured on site. They also have leaf compost, decorative stone, pavers, and more. Mulch Works as delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets. You can visit mulchthis.com for details. We'll begin with this weird little story. Uh, the Krakow Animal Welfare Society in Poland 
posted on Facebook Wednesday that they had received a desperate call from a city resident about a mysterious brown beast in a tree. Oh, no. That was freaking everyone out in the neighborhood. Investigators arrived to find something in a lilac tree and noted it had no legs or head. They wrote on Facebook, we already knew that we could not help this creature. The mysterious creature turned out to be... A croissant. No. A croissant? Stop it. Oh, my God. In a tree. Ah, that's great. And I do not know why, and neither do they. Where are you from, croissant? I don't understand your complex language. You're injured. So no word on if it's still it. Or if they got it. Oh, there's two of them. Yes. They're mating. It's a bear claw and a croissant. Oh, no. A TikTok user recently responded to a challenge, TikTok challenge, that called on people to share the most meaningless tattoo. Uh, she revealed a tattoo on the inside of her arm, and it shows a pirate cove. It's a giant rock that looks like a skull next to a palm tree, and she admits that she got the design because she thought it was a cool picture and her son had drawn, only to find out later oh, no. it wasn't. it was her son's friend who drew it. <laughs> <laughs> In a subsequent video, she admits that she never told the son's friend's parents about that tattoo or their son's drawing. And the post has over 30,000 likes on it at this point. Uh, it's a good idea to check out your food before you dig into it. A mom from Australia shared some photos on Facebook on Monday showing a snake that her son had found in a bag of lettuce. Oh, and it God. was alive. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, Australia, God. man. Uh, she writes... Come on. Even your salad can kill you. She writes, uh, check packaged lettuces carefully. Last night, my son found a baby pale-headed snake in with his lettuce from Aldi. Uh, the photo shows a living snake slithering around inside the bag of lettuce, which came from the Aldi in Sydney, Australia. The type of snake found is poisonous, and Aldi released a statement saying, we've worked with the customer and the team at Wires to identify the snake's natural habitat, which is certainly not an Aldi store. We're now working closely with our produce produce supplier to investigate how this incident could have possibly occurred. A town in England has been taken over by a herd of goats. Now, normally, the Kashmiri goats near the town of Landudundo... Landudundo? Well, Landudno. 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 Would receive (laughs) contraceptive injections to keep their numbers down, but due to the pandemic, those injections were not given this year. So these are slutty goats. And the result is a larger-than-normal herd has reportedly traveled into the town in search of food. Local councilwoman Louise Emery told the media it's great concern at nighttime, actually, because they tend to wander more at night, Ah. and the roads have been very quiet. Drivers can literally come around the corner and be faced with eight or ten goats in the middle of the road. Getting it on. So they're having a hard time with it. Daisy-chaining goats. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. (laughs) world, A Brazilian plastic surgeon is in hot water for TikTok videos depicting her... Busting some bizarre moves while holding bags of human flesh and liposuctioned fat. Karen Garcia, who boasts over 645,000 followers on the platform, had her medical license suspended by the Regional Medical Board in Sao Paulo for sharing vids with patient's skin. Yeah. This follows a six-month suspension she received from the board of the Brazilian Society of Plastic Surgery, which deemed the videos unethical. Mm -hmm. Clips depicted Garcia on TikTok gyrating emphatically in her scrubs, 
while toting clear bags of human fat and flesh that she'd allegedly removed from patients during liposuction. To me, that that seems like like a HIPAA violation, right? Uh, maybe. I, I don't, don't know. know how they do it down there. Uh, she even uh, pasted lurid captions over the bags with the phrases, this is the breast and this is underarm fat. In one of the more controversial videos, the macabre medical prote- practitioner can be seen smiling while waving a large swatch of skin about like a ghoulish trophy. Look at how small this dude's wiener is. Uh, t- <laughs> uh, so TikTok uh, taking down, said taking down her clips, or they have been taking down her clips because of the site rules prohibiting depictions of dismembered or mutilated human remains Oof. per the community guidelines. So uh, she's forbidden from seeing patients. At this point, until this whole thing is over with. Uh, And then we'll do one more story and we will wrap it up. A. Oh, no, yeah, we got to go with this one. Okay. A woman in India is trying to press charges against Prince Harry. The woman, uh, Palwinder Kaur, claimed in a court petition that she had been contacted on social media by Prince Harry. Wow. And that after corresponding for a while, he told her he wanted to marry her. She also requested Indian authorities issue an international arrest warrant so that police uh, from the U.K. could apprehend Harry and he could be forced to carry out his promise of marriage without further delay. Uh, she also revealed that she had written a letter to Harry's father, Prince Charles, and informed him that Harry was engaged to her and not honoring his promise to marry her. Uh, the court rejected the application, saying it was not proven that the woman had been speaking to Prince Harry and warned her of the dangers of catfishing. <sighs> so I, I could have twice as much. Blah, 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 blah. I'm sick of it. All right, and there you go. That is what we have in the bizarre file right now. I would like to remind you that you have about seven minutes left, a little under, uh, roughly seven minutes, mm. uh, to enter the word luck for your chance to win $500. It's our money clip contest, so the word is luck. Text that to 45911 or go through the MMR app or at WMMR.com, and you just might win. It's sponsored by Hyundai City. Now, when you're done with that, I got a couple of these left to give away, and this is beer from our friends at Loverboy. Actually, it's sparkling hard tea. Uh, and I can take callers 10, 11, and 12 and give these to you. you got to be at least 21 years of age. 215-263-WMMR. And you might recall Loverboy from Bravo's hit reality series Summer House. It is the better for you premium beverage featuring high-quality, low-calorie, sparkling hard teas. You can pick up a six-pack for $13.99 at your local Acme. 215-263-WMMR. That is callers 10, 11, and 12. When we get back, we'll give away, or no, we'll do our... Secret, not expertise. Come on, Preston. Ah! Listen, question. <laughs> Trash and music notes. Coming up next. We'll be right back. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, we are getting close to giving away our Word of the Week prize. It's going to be in a little while. A few more things to do before 
we get there. And uh, a reminder, uh, Daily Rush video, it's the Burt Kreischer interview that is up and available for you to see. Brought to you by Punchline uh, Philly. And uh, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, it's great stuff. We had a great conversation with him. We've had a couple of really awesome interviews this week. Yeah. Uh, so if you get a chance, take a look, PrestonandSteve.com. In the meantime, we are going to give away a lesson question. And we have some tickets for a promo screening code for Tom Clancy's Without remorse. Without remorse. And the question, I didn't look at these, I apologize. When, let's see, how about this? When wearing short shorts, what fashion trend slash body trend will Preston try to show off this summer? Uh, 215-263-WMMR. Those two potential answers to this question. When wearing short shorts, what fashion trend or body trend will I try to show off this summer? 215-263-WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. We'll do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by Coors Pure, an organic light beer that is refreshingly simple for the exceptionally crisp, clean taste you'd expect from Coors. 92 calories, no sugar. Cure, Coors Pure. What's going on, Steve? Producers of NCIS announcing that Mark Harmon has decided to exit from the popular cop drama after 19 years. Harmon issued a statement saying, quote, as an actor, it has been amazing spending nearly two two decades not having to act. (laughs) After Jennifer Lopez and A-Rod announced their split, speculation immediately arose over the fate of their $1.8 million engagement ring. Rodriguez has suggested Lopez can keep the ring, but just asked that she take it off if she ever ends up giving David Hasselhoff a handy. Hey! Just one little thing she's at. And finally, Harry, Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde showing tons of public affection while dining at a trendy London restaurant. In fact, during dessert, onlookers reported seeing Olivia kiss Harry's spotted dick. So that was... Uh, <laughs> You know, it's a, it's a pudding dessert mm-hmm. serve in London. It is. Yeah. All right, we're going to see if somebody knows the answer to the question. When wearing short shorts, what fashion trend slash body trend will I try to show off this summer? And I will go to Keith, and we'll see if he knows the answer. Hey, Keith. Hey, how's it going? All right, Keith, what is the fashion statement or trend I'm going to try to show off this summer in my short shorts? I'm going with the underball. Underball. Yeah. <laughs> Well done, Keith. Hang on. And we give you the promo screening code for the new action thriller from Amazon Studios, Tom Clancy's Without Remorse, starring Michael B. Jordan, April 29th. One grand prize winner, by the way, this week will be upgraded to attend the virtual world premiere. Same event that talent, filmmakers, and other VIPs will be attending, including an interactive escape room experience and an after party with a live DJ. Without Remorse is on Prime Video, and that starts April 30th. All right, we'll do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. And it's brought to you by Jersey Mike's. Download the Jersey Mike's app, order ahead, and skip the line. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. So Green Day have created an online entertainment space called Oakland Coffee House. Content includes an ongoing concert series called Sort of Live from the Oakland Coffee House, which will feature both new and established artists from across the U.S., as well as rare footage of previous Screen Day performance, uh, performances. Uh, Oakland Coffee House content, content uh, will be free or available with purchase of a ticket to support the performing arts. Uh, the first episode with uh, of the Sort of Live concert series premieres 
uh, tonight uh, with Jason White, Brontez Purnell, and whatever glades. Uh, proceeds from ticket sales help support the artists and their charities of choice. Uh, Billy Joe said, Oakland Coffee House is good music, plain and simple. This is just another way for people to have some fun and watch some insanely talented musicians do what they're great at. I've got to say, during all of this time since last March, I haven't watched one single streamed concert or... Yeah. yeah, I haven't watched any of the concerts. Yeah, I haven't um, watched any of them, and they, they've been available, you know. But I, I, I think it's probably a great thing. It's cool, but nothing. No, no I've I, seen some of the reunions. Yeah, and I've seen some of the the, the cast watching the movies. The, yeah, and things like that. But I, but I've not watched watch any shows. You can watch them passively. You know, you can have them on in the background. You don't have to. It's not obviously. It's very different than yeah. going to a show. But you can put it on and have it be the music in the background. Right, yeah. right. I guess that's I did. Uh, Trey did it every Friday for a couple of um, months in the fall, and it was the Beacon Jams, but I did it, A, because I love the music, B, uh, the uh, he was raising money to open a, a rehab well, facility nice. in Vermont, so yeah. I wanted to do that. He was also very interactive with the people watching, and then the production value was really, really good. So, it, I mean, it can be done... Right. Yeah. Right. All right. This story is interesting. Do you guys know that The Offspring almost stole the Chinese Democracy album from Guns N' Roses? Did not know that. So in 2003, Axel had been working on the follow-up to Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 and was spending a lot of money on a project called Chinese Democracy for the better part of a decade. As a joke, The Offspring put together a press release announcing Chinese Democracy as the title of their seventh studio album. <laughs> And Dexter Holland said in a statement to MTV, you snooze, you lose. Axel ripped off my braids, so I ripped off his album title. Well, Axel took the press release seriously and sent the band a cease and desist order. <laughs> At the time, Holland responded saying, I don't think we ever seriously considered using that name, but we could have what we wanted because you can't copyright or trademark and mark an album title or a song title. He said, think of all the songs that are titled I Love You or Baby Baby. So he says they could have done it if they wanted to. Uh, I remember, do you you remember the the long wait on that album? And it was the album that was never going to be. And then it finally came out and it was underwhelming. And then everything was eclipsed by them getting back together. Yep, yep, exactly. Uh, Tribute to the late Fountains of Wayne and Ivy singer-bass player Adam Schlesinger is attracting some pretty big names in the industry. An all-star lineup of rock and pop, pop performers will include uh, James E. Ha from Smashing Pumpkins, Mickey Dolenz of the Monkees, oh, awesome. Sean Ono Lennon, Courtney Love, Patrick Carney of the Black Keys, uh, Taylor Hansen, and several others. Schlesinger had died from coronavirus complications two weeks ago at the age of uh, 52. Two weeks ago? No, I think no. this is a year, yeah, two yeah. weeks ago, a year ago. Uh, the concert will be live-streamed on May 5th, uh, from several locations, and I don't know the locations uh, in the story, so unfortunately, I'll do a little research, find that out. The long-awaited Joey Ramone biopic has been announced. We talked about this in the Entertainment Report earlier this morning, uh, and it will be on Netflix, starring Saturday Night Live's Pete Davidson. Uh, the film, titled I Slept With Joey Ramone, was announced yesterday on the 20th anniversary of the of his uh, death at the age of 49 from lymphoma. You know, PT, I forgot this. Pete Davidson is in the dirt. He is one of their early managers, I think. Was he? Yeah. Uh, the project, which is in pre-production, will chronicle Ramon's life and times, along with the often chaotic and comical leader of the Ramones. I mean, Motley Crue is not, not the Ramones in, in the dirt. 
Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But still, he was, uh, you know, he's yeah, was in a rock. had his hand in a rock yeah, yeah, film. Yeah. Uh, the script for the film is based on the memoir of Ramon's brother, Mickey Lee, uh, with the new treatment written in collaboration with Davidson. Both Lee and Davidson will serve as executive producers for the development uh, via Netflix and STX Film. The, the, the uh, trailer for the turn that you took over the tangent is running right now in the studio. I got to watch that again. It was great. Yeah. Uh, sad news to end with, unfortunately, but uh, Poco co-founder and multi-instrumentalist Rusty Young died uh, on the 14th at age 75. He had a heart attack. Uh, he was in his home in Davisville, Missouri. Uh, Young, who is perhaps uh, best known for writing and singing Poco's 1978 signature hit, Crazy Love, which I'll play a little bit here for. It's a beautiful song. It's an awesome song. Uh, was bandmates uh, in the group over the years. I'm gonna break away. This is him singing on this. Just yeah. You guys remember this song? Yeah, but I know the cover, I guess. All the time. This crazy love of mine wraps around my heart. Refusing to unwind. Who? What cover do I know? I love Poco. They, um, uh, I think the first cassette I ever got for a Walkman, Preston, was, uh, might have been Poco's Greatest Hits or whatever. Mm. And it was a, uh, I love the song In the Heart of the Night, too, which is one of theirs. I always loved uh, Let Me Love You Tonight. Yeah. And that was, um, who sang that? Vince Gill? I think Vince Gill was in the band at one point. He's not mentioned in this, but uh, other heavyweights in the band, uh, Richie Ferre, Randy Meisner, Jim Messina, yeah. Paul Cotton, Timothy B. Schmidt. There were a lot of people oh, that played heavy in that hitters. band. Heavy hitters, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rusty Young, who finally released his first solo album, Waiting for the Sun, in 2017, led Poco until COVID forced the band off the road. Close friend and bandmate uh, Richie Ferre had posted on social media saying, It's been a tough day. My friend Rusty Young passed away, and we are heartbroken. Our friendship with 50-plus 50, 50 years. Mm. Uh, together, we helped create what became known as the Southern California Country Rock Sound. Believe me, we had a lot of fun and then some. Uh, Nancy and I are praying for Rusty's wife, Mary, and his children, children Sarah and Will. So sad news there. I bet you it was Randy Meisner who plays the guitar part on the beginning in, in, that, of, uh, in the heart of the night, that, that sort of... He was a bass player. Was he a bass player? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Both yeah. Randy Meisner and Timothy B. Schmidt were bass players. Oh, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were in the Eagles at different times. They, right. they essentially were stolen from Poco they were, twice. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, and that is it in music news. So we're going to take a break. Mm. And when we get back, we have a Word of the Week prize. It could be yours. Let's find out when we get back. And we'll see what Brent Porsche has in store for you as well. Things in Boyertown this morning. Awesome, I just won $500. Oh, <laughs> 93.3WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Money Clips. Do you happen to have an extra 500 laying around? I just happened to have won it. Great day in the morning. How could that have happened? I was looking at WMMR. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your Money Clip up to seven times a day. I appreciate it. Hey, it's our pleasure, man. Thank you very much. Such a good feeling, especially when we're giving away the company's money. Weekdays at 8 a.m., 10, and noon, 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'll play one of your favorite Preston and Steve clips and also give you a keyword. Text that or enter it on our website or app. Congrats, and most of all, thanks for listening. We appreciate it, bud. Back, back, and you guys are awesome. See official rules and details at WMMR.com. Sponsored by Hyundai City, South Jersey's official Hyundai headquarters. MMR Rock. All right, buddy. Cheers. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. 
We here at WMMR were meant to live to make you rock. Yeah. And to give you money, too, because uh, more of that's coming up in a little bit. We'll get uh, the word on that in a little bit. But we would like to thank a couple of guests for being on the show today. We had comedian John Dore. And John is in town. He's uh, performing at Helium, and he will be there tonight and tomorrow. And I think there's a Sunday show, too. No, That's the... there, no there's not. Then there that isn't. Content, no. Then that was all wrong. Everything it's I was reading all earlier. Wrong. Yeah, I, I even said there was a Sunday show. Okay. I was on the Helium website. Go to heliumcomedy.com. All the information is there. Now, listen. I have been known to miss some things from time to time, but I checked again today, and I could swear, I swear on my left nut that I did not see a Sunday show. All right. I haven't heard anybody use the left nut reference in a long time. Remember that? You would always say, yeah, yeah. Get, I would give my left nut to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Thanks for bringing that back, bro. You, hey, man. On a no sad bro Friday. <laughs> We just did a fist bump. I don't know why. We did. Well, because um, everybody on the radio can see that. John Doerr, uh tonight at 7.15 and 9.30 and tomorrow night as well. Heomcomedy.com to get the tickets. And it was great to catch up with our sexologist, Dr. Jill McDill. Yes. Yes. Checking in from San Diego. She's featured in this BuzzFeed article, which is very cool. And San Diego. Uh, pointing out uh, all of the toxic ways society makes us view sex. And uh, she was great to catch up with. So uh, love her. Um, and we love Brent Porch, who is Yay! here. Hey, good morning, guys. Because Brent Porch brought food. Yes, I did. Yes. It wouldn't be a Friday without me bringing some barbecue in for you guys. Wilson's secret sauce. I smell like a brisket right now. <laughs> I, I was standing yeah. in the, uh, the kitchen there for a little while, and I just... And know, I understand you brought a special sandwich for me, I heard. Yeah. I've had it before. It's delicious. It's called the sea brisket. Yep. Which is a brilliant name. Sea yep. brisket. You know what it is? It's brisket with lobster on it, yep. right? Yeah. Okay. I'm intrigued. Smoking good. It Can't wait so to try good. it. Yep. Everybody, Steve got his impossible cheesesteaks, which I've had, which are delicious. They're unbelievable. Uh, what did you get, Nick? I got pulled pork, and I want to give some props to Steve over at Wilson Secret Sauce because uh, this weekend, if you buy a sandwich there, every dollar, um, they're going to donate a dollar for every sandwich sold to Team Luke, which is a charity that I'm involved oh, with. Man. It's a, a Big Climb Phillies coming up May 15th. And so Steve's just stepping up. It's really nice of him to do that. doesn't have to. He's the most charitable he guy, is. man. He yeah, just so helps out all the time. Dollar for every sandwich. So thank you so much to Steve and everybody, Wilson, Secret Sauce, for uh, contributing to Team Luke. I really appreciate it. Thanks for bringing that, Brent. Yeah. You're welcome. My pleasure. Letter. Let's yes. do it. Here okay. we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. The letter Y. And yo, it's Friday. And we now have a full five letter word, and we'll take caller number eight at 215 263 WMMR. And we are going to set you up, my friend, uh, with a very cool prize. And I'll tell you about that when you call in. Uh, We are going to be turning things over to Brent here in a little bit. What's coming up on the program? Oh boy, we got a show today. It's the 25th anniversary of Rage Against the Machines Evil Empire, so we're going to be celebrating them in a workforce block. Wow. It's also the 45th anniversary of Leonard Skinner playing at the Spectrum, so we're going to be playing Jeez. Skinner. Got some live stuff coming. And tomorrow is Maynard James Keenan's birthday from Tool, so we're going to do a Maynard block with some Pussifer and some Perfect Circle and all sorts of stuff in there. Plus, coming up in the coffee break, I have a little bit of a sweat set and, of course, more money. Preston and Steve's Money Clips. I nice. Love I love it. Thank you, Brent. And uh, real quick, I want to tell you that we have even uh, yet another new Daily Rush video that's what? up today. Uh, this is our conversation with Bob Saget. Bob is great. Oh, uh, man, he's, he's the best. Yeah. How can you not love him? Uh, and it says here, Bob gives us some details about touring again and maybe Dirty Work too, which is kind of a, a cult classic. Uh, it is. Yeah, Norm MacDonald. He, he was behind. 
You can watch it now at PrestonandSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. We were looking for caller number eight, and I believe we have that person. It is Chris. Hey, Chris, good morning. Good morning, it. All right, good morning, it. All right, Chris, <laughs> word of the week, please. Kathy. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well done, Chris. And for your trouble, a four-pack of tickets to see the Flyers play the Caps tomorrow at 12.30 at the Wells Fargo Center. It's going to be awesome, man. Congratulations. Awesome. Thank you, guys. You bet. Hang on. And don't forget, uh, single-game tickets are now on sale at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. And if I may add, if it wasn't for Kathy, I wouldn't be celebrating my 15th anniversary at MMR next week. So thank you, Kat. What's the story behind that? Do you remember? I do remember. You gave him and I worked together at uh, the traffic center when I worked for NBC Ten, and there was snow involved. My car got stuck. I think. No, you left your keys in your car, or you got locked out, or something. And I think Dennis dropped you off at work, so you needed a ride home. So you drove me home. So I drove you home that day. Um, and I remember your hair was short. You were very <laughs> cute. You had on a plaid shirt. You looked nothing like you look right now. Uh, I think um, that's not, cute, not that you're not cute. No, <laughs> yeah. it's just in a different way. Right. And then you gave me uh, your tape, and I went into Bill's office, handed it to him. He listened to it, he, and Bill came to me. He was like, "Hey, that guy, who is he? His tape's pretty good." Wow. That was a Friday, and then I got a call on Monday to come in. For the interview. Had you done radio before? Yeah, I did three years up at 105.7 The X in Harrisburg, but I started at B101. I was the B, and I got my overnight shift there at the ah, B and stuff like that. So that the B. I was the B at B101 20 years ago, something like that. Yeah. Wow. God, that's Crazy. wild. Right. Yeah. So and thank you, are. Yeah, excellent. All right, well, listen, I want to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, also brought to you by uh, Fred Beans, dealerships. You can come see why better. It's better at Beans. Shop hundreds of your favorite vehicles online at fredbeans.com. And Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Next week on our program, we will have comedian Ron Bunches joining us. Uh, Our buddy Rich Foss. Ah, he's great. Haven't talked to Rich in a little while. Uh, we'll have also our friend, uh, he was a contestant on American Idol, Louie Knight. He made it down to the time final three, yeah. right? Yeah, so what they're doing, by the way, is they are have. I think because of the pandemic last year, they're having the top ten contestants from last year uh, perform, and American can vote them into the top ten this year. Really? Wow. Yes. Wow. Okay, so yes. it's been renewed. That's awesome. Uh, actor Dean Norris, oh. who uh, you remember from Breaking Bad. Absolutely. What was his character's name? Hank. 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 The cop. He's he on a new series. Excellent. And he's been in tons of stuff throughout yeah. the year, so I'm looking forward to talking to him. And our buddy Craig Fitzsimmons, the Fitz dog, will be on the show, too. So that's it. We are done. Rage on. We want you to have a wonderful, safe weekend. Hang in here with MMR. Win some money. Be good, and we'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. WMMR. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the map. Bop, 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 bop